Welcome back to the only show that breaks down, cracks up, skews, and reviews each week's DC Comics. I've got the asthma real bad, Eric Shea. And I'm the purveyor of positivity, Jim Werner. And this is the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast, episode number 456. 456, here we are, and this is, as Eric said, the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast, part of the Weird Science family of comic book podcast, Eric. Also family, said I had the asthma real bad. It's not a network. You had the asthma. Don't you have a puffer for that? Is that what they do there? I don't got one of them silver puffers to get rid of the wolf man. Oh, no. Wolf now man. you're the wolf man's. We'll be talking a bit about the wolf man. Get one of music boxes we forgot about. We actually, uh, you know, this episode, kind of cool. We got the wolf man, hashtag team Jacob, and we have the vampires, hashtag team Eric Shea. So we're going to be enough. ready to go with all of that. But before we get into all that, please go over to Twitter at Weird Science DC. Follow us. We'll follow you back. Go to our website, weirdsciencedccomics.com, where you can read reviews each and every week from dc comics and then after all that go to our patreon patreon.com slash weird science where you can help us out for this show all the other shows if you're listening to the fam of podcasts and you can also get exclusive podcasts that you can only find there on that crazy patreon one of the ones that we do is each thursday me and eric get together and we do a patreon only badass spotlight podcast where we talk two books Picked by the bad asses of the Get Fresh crew. Uh, 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 uh. There you oh, go. God. I just heard myself. Oh, I was doing so well. Uh, but weren't. this week they ended up in a poll of all of the books that come out. They picked Tim Drake Robin, number two. Oh, my. And Punchline, The Gotham Game. The Gotham number Game. Number one. And did I ever think that we were going to then end up having Punchline on this podcast anyway? No. Who would have thunk it? I did People not. Who read but, DC versus Vampires, I guess. Yeah. So we end up, when we talked about this, yeah, Tim Drake Robin, holy moly, that's a mess. So if you want to hear us, you know, try to break that one down. I don't know if you can skew, review, break down, or whatever you can do with that one, but it should be in the garbage. But Punchline, pretty good start for a book that we weren't necessarily looking forward to, but we were actually kind of, you know, impressed a little with that and continue on. But with all of that said and done, Eric, we got to give a little shout out to the badasses who picked those with our badass roll call. Do it! Yeah! Can you tell I actually went to bed last night? I actually have a lot more clear energy. It's clear energy. Yes, it is, is, Eric. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to get clear. to the page. Eric K. <laughs> That's double K. Jeffrey Agree. Stephen Batdad Mitchell. The Annihilator. Ted Probst. I love Punchline. I did. I, it was uh, crazy, right? Stork. Michael S. Forrest, Polly Cam, Matt Razor, D Man 3000, Lady Abby and Lord Andy, Red, Francisco L. Rock III, Niels T. Wart, David Fink, Joey Bercosco, Stephen Baum, Jason Colby, Sue 42 to you and me, Michael G., Ken Halleck, Comic Boom Rock A., Willie B. Hardigan, Hopefully. That Time Will Tell, Mark Jager, Aldrin Stosian, Nick Adams, Ruben. Carlos, no Wolf Amarv, Matthew Rapier, welcome to the Badasses. Matthew, a long time Patreon, but now jump up to the Badass deal. Luke Hollywood, Simon, Luis, Man Ship Dead, Andrew and Belfast, <laughs> Swanee, Anthony G, Josh Million, my man Pete from NYC, Batman Beyond, a Mark. Shout out to Rob Lewis, B, Amir, Brandy Murray up there in Buffalo, Canada, and Double A Run Doxing in Minnesota. Boom! There you go, Eric. That's how you do it. That is, it, is how you do it, Eric, when you are all you rush at the end to get it out there? <laughs> you just rush because that's 
what Double Aaron does himself, always rushing around. I tell that guy, settle down a little. You move too fast. You're going to make the moment last. Isn't that how the song went, Eric? But all in all, a shout out to the all time, the great Reggie. Now I don't know what I'm doing. I'm swinging my chair around. Yeah, All these things sense. going on, but I did. That clear energy you got. I got eight hours of, of sleep last night. I feel like a new man. I, I feel actually like I've actually gotten like 10 years off my age. Yes, Eric, I feel 92 is what ends up happening. But we do have. Feeling looks at different things, though. Some big books. I still look terrible, but still. Hey, that's how it goes, Eric. You know how it is. So all of that, though, we have I some do. big books. We have an actual. Legit classic section to begin with, with a detective comics and an action comics. But in that, we'll decide if we actually get Batman and Superman. I don't know, Eric. Sometimes you do in those books. Sometimes you don't. You get the Asmers and you get the Bippo. Yeah, yeah. And I don't trust that. Bippo, when we bibbo. get to that, yeah, when we get to that, I'll tell you that Bippo weirds me out around kids. That's just me. I'm sure people said the same thing around you. He weirded me out. I'm not running around with fucking ice cream though. Hey, kids, you want some ice cream? No, it's like, because you're cheap, though. Come on, Bibbo. You, you're really playing this up here, pal. But we will go off to those books, and we have a bunch. We actually have what I like to call a plethora plus one, and we'll see how it all works out, if we like all of it. Not if, I be, if I'm the purveyor of positivity, I'm not sure if I will be all around, but I'll try I think as soon as we get done this part, you forget about that. Yeah, that's probably true. But that is a good crystal ball from yeah. you, but... We Which will go clear. off now. Yeah, we'll go off now to the book. They build a tower for the crazies. Executive decision, Eric, for that one. We're if we're going to end up having any sort of Arkham in here. Now, it did upset me because I actually recorded about four new songs this week. All top secret, apparently. I didn't even think of doing Werewolves of Gotham, which would have worked out a Warren Zevon parody. Again, it would have worked out really we well. Barely, the thing is, we like to call it a werewolf. I don't think anybody else is out there saying the Wolfman's there in Gotham with the Asmers. I'm like, it is such a weird thing that you don't think about because of how they're talking about it. Well, you do have, don't bring a dog to a wolf. I'm like, all right, werewolf. We're in the wolf. Man. There you go. They are trying to be a little bit on the nose this issue without even doing it. The thing is, there's still people that are out there who seem every day to be surprised that they've just figured out there's werewolves in this joint. And I'm like, we kind of thought that right away. Though when we thought that, usually, you know, we want to be right right away. And it's it's like it could be slipped out from under us. The carpet could be pulled out and we'll find out. 
Oh, they didn't really mean that, but it does look like that. Well, it turns out it's a cat man from Thriller. Exactly. Well, then you get Thriller, then I'll do that. Now, that's what you needed for our Halloween episode tonight, because we just need that. When anything spooky happens. (laughs) That would be good. And then that laugh at the end, the Vincent (laughs) Price laugh. Now, that being said, if you would have argued with me about the Arkham Tower song, I was going to say, no, no, I didn't no. Know I, was that. Go- How am I, I was just going, I'm saying now. Oh, okay. I was going to say, it's, oh, it was for the Halloween. Oh, shit. Spooky so season. I was going to end up saying you that at me. the end. I didn't have to, though, because, hey, I know you like that song. I like this song. We're pushing it, though. Two of the songs that I have, maybe three, might become new favorites of yours. I'm really hoping. I'm all excited. But some of them I can't play to you because they're spoilers. Others are real. They're going to be surprises and twists, Eric. You'll see. Can you do a song about comic book spoilers, but also be talking about Stephanie Brown the entire time? I could. I will do that. And I I was just going to try to come off the top of my head of something (laughs) I would do that from. And all I could think was Oilers. And maybe I can get the Oilers fight song. I don't know, Eric. But. We have two books in this first section. We said what is, what's it's that a song that, that that lady sings, like you know, Royals. Oh, that lady of what? The, uh, the Midnight the Oil? No, the Royals. Oh, oh, I know what you're saying. Lord, maybe yeah, that's the it. Royals. Okay, we'll look into that. Huh? Maybe that we'll works. Look into I don't that. Know. I'll, I'll call up Randy, see what he's up to lately. Randy, uh, but we're gonna end up doing all this. Where we have a classic section. We have a detective comics and an action comics. But like I said, as we went, and I'll point out last week, I did say. Hey, what's the over-under of seeing Batman in the comic? You do get to see him, but it just plays out almost like the, hey, we need Batman and we need action. Let's get Batman, get some action here, and then let's... Dude just kicks Ubu in the face. Yeah, and this is the problem. This is that never-ending battle with me and Ram V. I'd like to say it's Ram V for Vendetta, (laughs) is what I say, is how I play it. But I end up, you know getting bored a a little from his writing and i often find even the stuff he does at marvel that he doesn't like to focus on the ongoing plot or the main characters of the book but this issue i don't mind as much it's a weird play i'm not gonna end up telling you that i I hated it (laughs) yeah and this is what happens we throw away an entire plot point this issue for no reason just because he didn't want to continue it i know well here's the weird play i said this over at the Marvel deal with his Venom book. Every time people love his stuff, I can't get through it. Then all of a sudden, I start to get on board, and everybody hates You're it. A goddamn contrarian, and that's what you are. Well, it's because he has these tropes and cliches, and maybe at points he has to thin the herd in my mind to get to something bigger or you know the main deal. Because it, he's just odd. He's very odd with the deal. But I'll give you the credits for this. this is Detective Comics number one thousand sixty five. Written by Ram V, art by Raphael Albuquerque, Dave Stewart, and Ariana Mayer. So we're not going to deal much with Batman here. Batman shows up and pretty much gets taken out. Well, and now he's going to fight Ubu, who I'm sure you got upset in this because you're actually a person who brings up Ubu a lot. Way more than anybody else. I want to know what's going on with Ubu in a racial ghoulish world. Apparently he's just suicide bombing shit, but we're just pussing out. He wants to give it up, but then at the end when he finally wants to live, Eric, they seem to get it and take it away from him, which is a shame. But in that, I was shocked that this was Ubu. I just thought it was some rando well, in the devil thing mask. Is you have the League of Assassins attacking these, you know, ancestors of the current Arkham family and stuff like that, who have come to Gotham to take back their family land and their name and all this other stuff. And Ubu showed up because apparently the League of Assassins don't like these werewolf people. And Ubu shows up larger than life with a gigantic skull demon's head, like he's taking over, the, like the 
demon's head like Ra's al Ghul is to a degree because he wants to keep anonymity for some reason to the point where the reader doesn't know who the hell this is until they say Ubo. Well, that's that's exactly how I felt. I thought you were actually going to laugh at me and say, of course it's Ubo. No. I actually didn't realize it was anybody from the League of Assassins. That starts to look like the motif that we well, see the these it's, Orgums going you, you down with. You got ninjas going on here. You go on attacking the Orgums boat while they're like, this is great PR for us. Everybody hates, you know, ninjas and they're going to love us for uh, overcoming this, you know, disaster slash attack. Then all of a sudden, might as well have the like desiccated devil Nezha show because it looks like a demon skull coming down and with a strap of dynamite to his chest. I'm like, you know, your demon powers ain't shit when you got to bring diamond. Yeah, dynamite really. To when you fight. have to bring a suicide vest, you're not really counting on your demons had powers there. But you even have, and they're all, you know, the cops, the GCPD, they're being pinned down, all this fire and Ninjas I mean, actual fire guns. and ninja with machine guns. And it's so funny that there is action. This is more of an action packed issue than a Ram V usually has, but it's still, when you give people, if I would say there's ninjas with machine guns, there's this crazy-ass guy with a suicide vest, Batman electrocuting people underwater. Batman electrocuting people. You would think that you'd be like, oh my god, that sounds like the most balls-to-the-wall exciting No, no, exciting it's the stuff that issue. after that that gets important and cool. Yeah, exactly, and then my whole <laughs> plan then is it ain't for that, me, this issue. Yeah, this isn't really the stuff that Ram V really likes to do, so it does seem at points that he's trying to get through this really quick. Like, editorial said you need some action what are we doing in this whole thing you know we have the ogrim shipping attacked by ninjas batman does show up to take ubu who doesn't blow up everybody because batman disarms his vest but with his little sleight of hand mind freak magic and they both just go into the water how did that happen i didn't even know what happened there he was trained by satara of course he got the sleight of hand there he mind freaked you but when these two end up going into the water it really doesn't matter because the ogrims are just left is it the Orgums? I keep thinking now. I think the it's the Orgums. Fire, the Orgums. I keep going to Fire of Orgrim over in action comics. But when you ha- when you have these proto Arkhams, I'm going to call them the proto Arkhams from now on yeah, just to help myself out. But you get Ubu in the water. Batman shocks himself and passes out to the point where we have to have the backup of the previous issues of Detective Comics intersect with this, really throwing me off because I'm not reading that garbage. And now it's just Jim Gordon, a strange boy, helping Batman out while the rest of the book plays out without our hero. Yeah, and and it's funny, Eric L. Shea. I just want to throw that in like that boy does. Uh, when you're reading this book, I'm telling you, that backup, it, it, it's garbage. And it even seems like the garbage continues now. A little bit. And we weren't dealing with that because it just was infuriating us. I have to give Ram V credit, though, for tying that into his story because then it makes it worthwhile. But damn you, Ram V, we're not reading that garbage. So I don't know that. I don't care what happens in this. There's no way that that story was integral to what's going on here and it's going to be important overall. Well, he fishes them out. Oh, no, that Jim boy, Gordon. Again, haven't read the backup since. So I think we stopped after the second issue of the backups because that was really throwing off in both the characterization of Jim Gordon and the art that accompanied it and just what was going on currently with Gotham with our former commissioner. But unless this freaking boy comes out to be a werewolf, I don't know what the hell is going to tie this in. Well, maybe he's a vampire. Okay, oh, I don't know. Sure. Now you're talking. Vampires versus werewolves in Gotham? My my favorite here is that Batman, werewolf. he does the sleight of hand. And it's kind of funny. And then Ubu knocks him into the water. They're fighting him and he shocks him. And I just want to take this literally. And that there's Barbados who's just hanging there in the bay. And and it just goes back him. to him having that Asper real bed where the music box played with his mind where he kept seeing Barbados over and over again. Because even to the point, though, when you have Barbados after Batman shocks himself, you will know, put a shock to your system. All of a sudden underwater, we have the skeleton. It looks like a desiccated Barbados. It doesn't even look like Barbados as we've been currently been seeing him trying to drag Bruce underwater because it's a horror movie. But it doesn't matter. It's just more 
bar bad toast. Yeah, yeah. I, oh, I was really hoping you were going to read the stuff, Eric. But no. when you have that, it's funny no. because we didn't really have Barbados last issue. And again, it feels like this part is, well, they're bitching at me that Batman's not punching enough people and doing stuff action-wise. And plus, I haven't had Barbados in a while, so let's get it all done. How long will you strive for air before you <laughs> give in and imbibe of the blood that lies beneath? Yes. Not long now, little Bruce. Not long now. I like the killing. I like the kill. So you have that, and again, it's just like, okay, you're doing that. And the funny play is, too, is that the lead up to this really felt more like a horror comic than what we get here. Of course, you got a werewolf. I'm going to take it over Gotham's underground. But once you get to, and this is where you end up having things, just as another aside, and I hate to bring up the Marvel, you know, podcast too much, but you were talking a little Marvel later. You end up where. All of this going down, it, we I just had a Moon Knight deal where you have something that feels, and they have vampires and that shit, too. Of course it does. You end season. up where things feel, like, mystical and supernatural. And, and me and you like that. You more than me, but I, I always like me a little supernatural tale. Yeah. When you start You're talking about supernatural. De- well, when you start normals. talking about deeds and land grabs, it throws you out. Well, it's no, no, no longer is- that. You have this, the paranormal aspects, because we know that Gale Tenquil, the, you know, the big bad, like the... Uh, the big muscle, the, like the big walking hard on that he is that works for this, you know, proto Arkham family. He at least is a wolf. We man. know that the son involved in the family, he has a tendency to turn into a wolfman sometimes. So he's soothed by the music of a music box. But now we knew going into this that this family, they held the deed. At one point, we thought all of Gotham, but it turns out just that's the what Arkham it seemed. land. And then it got pulled back. I think yeah. somebody also got them like, yeah, that's too big. That pal. So we have Gotta all of this land that's around Arkham and the Arkham name itself and the building that Arkham Asylum once stood before Arkham Tower took its place. And now we knew that they were coming here to reclaim this whole thing. Before, like we said, it seemed like Gotham. Now it's Arkham Asylum and all the round- land around it. That's fine. I want to see the play you take with this whole thing, with this ancient parchment that the mayor of Gotham back in 16, whatever it is, gave the Ar- Arkhams this land and stuff like that. But no, we're not doing that anymore because we need to go over here and say, look, I'm going to give you a blank check, essentially. Too many zeros to even tell you what this number is, but this is for you to go away. I know that you own the land. We have this old parchment paper. This is we own the land. We don't want to come up in litigation. So you know what? We're throwing this away. We're giving you a check, moving on, not dealing with the story aspect anymore. I'm like, why? Yeah. <laughs> and and they say Why we don't want to make it. We don't want to deal with just that zoo. That would be the it. deal. First off, who's really going to care that much? And then you're just paying. And then you're. There's still going to be the same people say. But the thing that I wanted from this, and it really plays out great, if it was a Simpsons deal when Homer ended up being the leader of the union, and they ended up paying him off. Mister Burns paid him off to go because I swear to God, this guy sitting there. Knowing in the back of his mind that the shit that went down in Arkham, the, the gas attacks, all that, the land is unusable. It's an EPA disaster. It's, it's he cursed. already was probably it's told <laughs> it's cursed. He already is probably told it's going to cost you a billion dollars to get it to anything usable again after a day and everything else. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, maybe we'll do it. He's running to the bank and cashing this shit now and running out of Gotham. Like, whoop, whoop, whoop. Just right out because he is now one. And I want the Argums, uh, Orgums, I was going to call them the Arkhams then, the Orgums to go and then find out shit we done messed up. Like this shit is unusable. It's like they invested heavily in NFTs or cryptocurrency. Exactly. They didn't realize. Yeah, it did not, it didn't work out. They, actually, they invested in Pogs, Eric. They're making a comeback. That's the only now. way to make money, honestly. So when you have this going down, what I hate about this, now, first off, is 
you have a bunch of pages of just this paper being pushed this way, that way, this talk of deeds and, and things that, that throws everything off in my mind, the pacing and again, the supernatural feel, even right after having Batman being dragged down by Barbados. But overall, I don't know why they want this. And that's a problem for me right now. I want to know. I want them to have said, if we get this, then they'll never know what hit them. <laughs> they just seem to want the land back. And I think that all they're going to do is build another Arkham because that tower nobody liked. We'll just get Arkham back and then they'll just disappear. I don't know what they want with this. So it doesn't feel big or anything important. I don't care because I don't know why. They want the land, Jim. They want the land, but what are they going to do with it? What are they do? Are they just going to not homestead. do anything? be funny they just have it now they're like bestest insane asylum you ever see yeah or you know you could go with the they were mad because the arkhams ended up selling their non-arkham orgum name and maybe they're just like yeah we just want it to be nothing bye and they leave like they hire some landscapers make sure you mow the lawn twice a year we're out of here. We bought and ourselves a Popeye's chicken franchise. We're setting it up right out here. <laughs> this isn't like the idea that they ended up even like Love buying that Wayne Manor. For Popeyes. Or, you know, what would you care that these this family has the land where Arkham was built? Are they maybe the whole play is they're gonna end up probably cursed land. Well, obviously it's buried treasure, Jim. They're gonna end up summoning some werewolf god there that probably was set up and nonsense you know what i'm okay with that yeah it'd be okay but again we don't know so as they're doing this and you're thinking man you know all you can think of is boy they're not real good with the money they have too much money they're pissing me off this is what we talked about before having so much money you don't even care you just keep writing zeros this is like even on a smaller scale my old boss this guy had money he didn't even know. He would say to you, can you go buy me a loaf of bread and would give you $50? And I'd go, no need $50. He's like, oh, is it more? I'm like, what, what fucking world do you live in? A loaf of bread. Get out of town. But yeah, so on the end of that, I just don't care about that land grab or anything. I mean, do you? Well, do I you? care about it because it was a plot point that we're now throwing well, away. Now, even then, it's not even that important what you need to get to is. Okay, oh, they have shit, the land. There's nobody going to gonna stop them now. Yeah, so you end up pretty much, you know, they're cutting through the red tape because it seems like Ram V wants to cut through the red tape. He doesn't want to deal with that where it could have been interesting to see something going on. You know for a fact that you were going to have Lawyer Bruce Wayne come in like those nonsense. Nobody's doing times that anymore. That was just Jimmy Palmiotti. <laughs> oh, it used to make me laugh so much. Uh, but then you mean you there's have... a cowboy time traveling here that's being held against his will? Well, lawyer Bruce Wayne's here there's to get him back weird to the past. Times where Bruce will show up and go, "Oh my God, I didn't know you." Oh, I I dabbled in the law before. Or you could have ended up because they end up having Harvey. Like you could have something. Thing. Harvey's my favorite part about that because I want to see his like you know his turn into Two Face, even though we've seen it in a bunch of other places now, like from Task Force Z and like what we had in One Bad Day and stuff like that. We have Harvey against his will, having to work for the Orgums now, and you know Gail Tenclaw to become Two Face to help them take over the criminal element in Gotham, make it safe for them, or just take over completely. What it seems like, and in the previous issue that we dealt with Harvey Dent here, it seemed like they really played with his mind to bring Two-Face out because they didn't want Harvey Dent to do this. They wanted Two-Face to do it. So it seemed like one of those mind control music boxes that we talked about was going to be a thing. But no, they just want him to say, I want you to go over there because you still got that ugly ass face and act like you're Two-Face. Okay, I don't want yeah, to, but I'm going to because <laughs> it's like, a scary wolfman. 
you're almost like, man, that's a, that's like me. Hey, Pizza Face, it, get over there. The Why? Is, because I'm Pizza Face. It's All still right. interesting to the degree where you know inside it's it's very like it's not even out there. It's just so on the nose when you play the inner thoughts of Harvey Dent and stuff like that, and you have the psychedelics and actually a monster chained up that is the embodiment of Two Face within a part of his mind that they actually talk about. Like there's directions to go inside your mind. I like the idea that Two-Face is coming out and he wants to be coming out and Harvey Dent is just acting like it, much to Two-Face's chagrin, and eventually the monster will be released. I like all that. It just seems like a weird take from where we were previously just to get to Harvey Dent acting like, Yama, I gotta make the the coin puns and stuff like that because Two-Face, everybody's... The problem is, is that Ram V, I just, I don't know what he's dealing with or what he knows or what he cares about when he goes into this. So who knows how this is playing out, but you end up getting Ubu who goes and even that, it's supposed to be this clever thing, and I'm like, okay, I get it, but Ubu goes back to the same people who got him into Gotham to get out, and that's a rookie mistake. My dynamite vest failed, I gotta get out of the country ASAP. I just like that he's walking through town there, all hunched over like the hunchback, but he's also got that mask he's carrying, <laughs> like, what the hell is this guy up to? But again, it is it, it is Gotham. You think he got shanked on the way back here? Because I don't remember Batman cutting his ass. I know. I, he just, I think so. I think somebody's like, hey, give me that mask there, Crawling pal. out of the water because Jim Gordon saved Batman. Nobody cared about poor Ubu. No, nobody came about there. Ubu. But then he came out there and sliced his hand on some rusty metal out in the beach. Either you know that or he like fell because he was tired and he fell right on that stupid mask and the He's horn got him. He's like, oh my God, Nobody's I just tired. got all horned up. But yeah, he goes off and he knocks on the door. They're going to let him in. And you end up having these guys there. They're all surprised. Hey, don't you see us laundering the money here to their pal? What's up? And then they end up taking them to first the deal with Two-Face, who says, okay, what do you want? Hey, I got to get out of here, you know. All right, let me flip my coin here. All right, I'm not going to shoot you in the face, but, but you might wish out, I did. I got a wolfman behind this door that wants you dead, Uboos, <laughs> because he don't like uh, no Talia al Ghuls of the League of Assassins, especially because you can't tell us what Talia al Ghul is, which is what he really wants. So you're kind of useless now, Ubu. so... We don't really get to see what goes down in here, but I'm going to assume when we don't the see wolf Ubu man. anymore, I don't have to ask, hey, where's Ubu? Because obviously he was eaten by a wolfman. He was eaten. Now, I don't like the idea that some people are probably sit, like, oh my Ubu, God, he's sit. a vampire. But he ends up where I also Is that think, you think that when you I- call him a dog because of that production company, Ubu? Maybe. <laughs> that'd be kind of funny. Uh, when you have him there, I'm like, you know who'd make a good wolfman? That craven. He'd make a real good wolfman because that guy has the collar as well, that, that fur collar. But that's a lion <laughs> collar. looks like Craven. I know. He'd so look like a cool wolfman. and Craven the team up and get, turn Craven into a wolfman? Damn right. Change him into the wolfman, then change him into a vampire. Just do it all, Eric. Do it all. Hashtag I am Craven, Craven the living vampire wolfman. He's like, I'm Craven all this shit. I want to do it all. I am Craven the living vampire wolfman by night. <laughs> that is Daywalker. awesome. They have so many of these amalgam characters over at Marvel. That one suddenly makes more sense than all of them to me, Eric. It'd be great. Uh, but yeah, it looks like Ubu got eaten. Looks like Ubu is now lunch for the werewolves. And just in that, you're like, man, where's Batman? Like, he got fished out of the deal. We haven't the seen much of him. brought back we to the private the investigations of right? Robbie Bullock and, uh, you know, Jim Gordon. And the f- funny thing is, we have this strange boy. Other people might be in the know more than me because they've been reading the back of it not being infuriated. But when we have this whole thing, Bullock and Gordon, private investigations. All right, boy, we've got to keep the lights off because I'm going to, in order to help this man out, this Batman, I have to take his cow off. And even though I think I know who he is, I don't want to be sure about who he is. So keep the light off, boy. I'm going to take this 
ace bandage and just wrap it around his face haphazardly to the point where when I do turn on the light or just raise the curtains, we're still going to be able to see who he is because I'm going to do a really shitty job. We're going to say Doing it's okay. Doing a shitty job. He can't see. He's trying to wrap just, shit. He turns just wrap the light up. like the invisible man. He was wrapping up the, the freaking light shade. He's like, what the fuck? I thought this was you. He's got one eye covered. I know. And a chin and a forehead. I really, really thought that this could have been a cool play where when he turns on the light, give us like a classic hush look where it almost like plays off that like, yes, oh, make him like the invisible man. Wing. Yeah, exactly, Eric. That's Just don't what I do a meant. half-assed job. Where every I'm telling you, this kid—he doesn't know much about anything. He knows this is Bruce Wayne. I know the kid doesn't know anything about wearing a damn shirt. That's for sure. Well, you got the body. Why not? I wish he was wrapping it up, and he's like, "Okay, kid, turn on the light." We realize. He was just wrapping the kid's face so he couldn't see Bruce. Now, that would be funny. But the whole deal is <laughs> What are you doing, there. Mr. Gordon? Shut up, boy. <laughs> Why don't you turn on the lights there, Mr. Gordon? Yeah, also, that's the first bit of susness here where he's like, you always turn out the lights, don't you, Gordon? I'm like, what have they been doing? I'm glad I didn't read that back up. That sounds awful. Uh, but, yeah, I wish that we had a little better play than I have. I saw what he did. I'm telling you, you have paddles of darkness talking about what you were doing. And when you finally see him, like, fuck, that's disappointing. You can I can tell that's Bruce Wayne. He couldn't see. Yeah, I mean, really. I mean, everybody knows. Like, even if you want, I know they're trying to go for the idea that we wrap this around here to try to, like, you know, make it like the cow of the Batman cow and stuff like that. So we can only see the parts that we normally see. But with the hair exposed and stuff like that, it's just. Yeah, it's just Bruce Wayne with some gauze on his face. Yeah, <laughs> it looks like the old school, like what you wrap somebody up when they used to have a toothache. But yeah. that shit never works. <laughs> Give him a hot water bottle there. Yeah, yeah. You ever try to pull your tooth out by getting a string and attaching no. to like a, a door? It doesn't work, Eric. It doesn't work. That's why they That's have for children with loose teeth. I actually really want this to now be that every time the lights go off and on, they keep doing it. That this kid's always doing crunches. Look at this fucking. Guy. Oh, Jim, in order oh to keep God. that body, you got to keep acting. I need this workout plan. Uh, the only thing that I don't like, though, is all you this stuff. You still don't have does, to wear a shirt. I swear to hell, this is Commandy. Hey, they- <laughs> Might as well be Commandy. Oh, Commandy. Oh, yeah, Commandy's freaking dark hair, brother. Yeah. Also, they, they might be in trouble because when they first go to that apartment building, I swear to God, it's on fire. It's like all red. There's smoke coming off. You better watch out. Turn them lights off, boy. But yeah, that's the end to be continued. And I love the sweat going of James Gordon that it took him so much effort to wrap, wrap Bruce up. Oh, my goodness gracious, Eric. But, yeah, that's a poor rap job. But he did it in the dark. I've done some things in the dark. I made five I've kids you do a poor in the rap dark, job. right? They're all a freaking mess. So there you go. Rap job. What? Yeah. yeah. Uh, yes. Word. I've my name is Jim often. Gordon, and I'm here to say I'm going to wrap you up, but not in the day. In the night, I mean. Uh, uh, uh. There you go, Eric. I told you I have a lot of energy. <laughs> what would you give this? You're not going to do the backup for this one. No, I didn't read the backup because I thought that we were not doing the backup. Well, that's the thing anymore. is it changed this time just because now it's a two-faced backup. And yeah, not it's still Jim Gordon stuff It's like the that. same exact writer and the same nonsense. Yeah, but I'm if you read it, then great. you can Yeah, go. the art's not great and two-faced. Like, the whole idea is just a continual idea of Harvey Dent pretending to be two-faced to keep, you know, the origums happy with, you know, taking over the criminal underground. But it's just the idea of, you know, psychedelically going into Harvey Dent's mind and seeing the two-faced demon inside him all chained up where Harvey wants to keep him and the two-faced demon's like, you can't handle this, Harvey. You need me. I need to be broken out of this garbage brain of yours. That's essentially it. And also Harvey being put to the idea that his former doctor, who he likes and is a friend of his, the uh, Gail Tenkall wants them dead. More of an idea of like, she's getting too close or more of like, 
to prove his loyalty to them and stuff along these lines. But it's not much. It's actually, but it's better than what we got with the Jim Gordon backup previously. I wouldn't stop reading this right away. Same writer. And I'm telling you, Seisberger, he can go suck it. I hate him. I think he's one of the worst. You know, Ruben loves him. I can't stand anything he writes. I've, I refuse to read it. I didn't read his other things. I'm not reading this. So each time we get to it, if you want to end up giving us a little rundown, you yeah, can. Yeah, the thing is, I, we didn't talk about it before, and we, know, we knew that we weren't doing the Jim Gordon one anymore, but when I saw it was something different, I didn't bother even looking at the credits on it. I'm like, well, it's a two-faced story. I'm going to read a two-faced story. Yeah, but I looked and like, saw it was Cy Spurrier, and I'm like, I'm out. It's not doing much. The, the, the idea of bringing Two-Face back good and proper, we've seen it so many other places, do you really need it here? Maybe if you're only reading Detective Comics, you get something out of it, but... It just seems like another chance to get a dollar out of you for a detective comic story. Yeah, I mean, that's where I said I give a little bit of props to Ram V. At least he's making it one of those. Hey, if you did read it, let me show you why it was a little worthwhile. But that wasn't getting me going there. I'll tell you, if you since you read it, that's why I said at the beginning. And even before I said, oh, it's it's I Spurrier again. I didn't give the credits. But if you're going to read it, I will start reading it next time. I didn't, you know, miss it like you. Sometimes you miss the pack. Sometimes I do. I forget sometimes. Get yourself upset. This one actually kind of played out that you saw it right away. Exactly. You went to the end. They didn't do things like, up next time, so-and-so. I'm like, okay, well, this book's over. Until next month, book. I paged to go, so I spur you out. But uh, it usually doesn't go in with our scores anyway so what would you end up giving this overall ultimately this is a disappointing issue of detective comics to me while we do continue the story of you know the orgums i guess with wolfman's and t- that's the thing is it's, it's mostly the two-faced stuff that i care about here the orgum stuff we remove a plot points we can just get all the red tape out of the way and just not have to deal with that anymore batman shows up beats up ubu and then has to have his face wrapped by jim gordon not much going on here even when you get ubu eaten by a wolfman you don't get to see it so ultimately, it's a disappointing story where the backup doesn't do much for it to really continue. Unless, like me, you are a Two-Face fan. I'm strictly here for Two-Face, it seems like. So a 6 out of 10. Yeah, uh, that's a kiss my dirt 6. I'm giving it a 6.5, which is higher than I've been giving it slightly. I said I like this a little well, more only because too. it went through. It wasn't up. as pretentious. Uh, <laughs> I like the art. Yes, but... And here's, I, I try to explain this because I know a lot of people like Ran V. I, I'm not going to tell anybody like that friends? he's a bad family? writer. His family probably does. No, uh, but he's not a bad writer. He's a good writer. It's just his writing doesn't jive with me because he's somebody who doesn't ends up write meandering. About the topic. He doesn't want to write about the topic and that ends up kind of getting me upset about that we're here to talk about that i'm sure in high school you lost points on freaking essays because you didn't do the topic that was assigned probably i mean he's there they're saying hey uh you know do do a report on the beatles next thing you're getting a tree stay on freaking aerosmith right that's cool enough but you don't get the beatles eric i don't know i I remember the one time i wish i could remember what the subject matter was but a guy i knew was did a, a a whole essay about why he hates John Ritter, and I wish I could remember what the subject matter was, but I can tell you it had nothing to do about personal preference of an actor. And I was sitting there, I'm like, this is fucking bullshit. How dare yeah, you besmirch a good name of John Ritter? Nobody hates John Ritter except God, maybe, who gave maybe. him that you know problem. But still, with all that, like I said, Ram V just isn't necessarily a writer that jives with me. He does with other people, but I think that by the time you get to like this point, I do think that people start to realize. It's not just a vendetta. And it's kind of funny, the idea that he does meander. He does kind of get away from important plot points. He he neglects the main character. It's obvious that's happening. I but got you. Long running vendetta. I can still enjoy some of the things. And really, 
we rarely would say this. There is not. This isn't a phrase I that we you. usually say. I love you, Eric. Uh, the phrase is, this is better in trade. And he is. It, his writing is like that. It is probably something that you have to read them all in a row. Because individually, each month, you really don't get a ton. And you start to go all over the place. So we, we rarely Two-phase. say that. That's not one of our deals that we say. I love you, Eric. But yes, yeah, 6.5 from me. But we'll move on to the next Do you want to get married, of, Jessica? <laughs> we got a lot of Superman in this one, right? We got the triangle air going. You got oh, Bibbo. Yeah, uh, give us the stats. Eh? Action Comics number 1048, written by Phil Kennedy Johnson, with art by Mike Perkins, Lee Lowridge, Dave Sharp, and on backup, David Lapham, and Trish Mulvihale. And in this issue, we continue the idea of Lex Luthor and Metallo working together now that Waterworld is back with Superman, but around Earth now. And Superman has to figure out what's going on with these refugees and how they're going to live. Can they stay on Earth? We have to talk to the Senate. We're not dealing with that or the UN, honestly. We're not dealing with that aspect as much anymore. I think we got that out of the way. But the stuff that we do get with, you know, the refugee Philosian kids that Superman has taken under his wing seems like he's just too Superman to really have the fatherly time with him. The, even the idea, like, boy, I wish I had time to see my son John grow up. All right, Lois, I'm going to bring these, you know, orphan kids to come and live with us so we can raise these children because you've got empty nest syndrome. But also, too busy over here. you got to take care of it, you know, with Bibbo. <laughs> Seriously, how long before she's having them make microwave pizza without telling them how to do it, drunk in the woods, and then well, she's having got them, deadlines, Jim. And then having them this in a burning, a burning, you know, place from the Mannheim. Burning shit. I mean, we're just going to end up with just what she did with John. She's not author X no more. There ain't no terror coming after them. All this is, it is kind of funny where you thought that these kids coming back might have been the show of, hey, everybody who missed out on Clark being a father, you'll see how great you he would have been if he had the chance. Raw. Yeah, he's uh, he's not that concerned. He's off doing his stuff. And if you are reading Marvel, these feel like the kids in the dance slot Fantastic Four, uh, which I like better because they were a Cree and a scroll and they were at each other, but then they oh learned my. to love like family, Eric. And it's okay here. So and you, you freaking have that going on here. Is it Macbeth? No. Rubby on Juliet. <laughs> I guess you yeah, I don't I guess you're not gonna have the hey, the horseless chariot. Like you're not gonna go, but you're gonna do, you know, what are these animals? Are they entrapped? I thought we were gonna get like a heavy handed deal on railing about zoos. And then I was gonna point out, well, Superman has his zoo, but you have Bibbo. Bibbo comes in looking so sus, I'm telling you. He's this well, old he guy. Looks with like Bibbo. Ice what the fuck cream, are you talking about? And, and he's I like, wouldn't hey, know. Kids? Now you don't this, this ice cream with me you, there, boy. You girl. are looking at the wrong things because we're at the Metropolis Zoo. Lois brought, like, you know, the kids here. Bibbo's going to come and help out and be all Bibbo about it because he, he's the best friend or the, the biggest fan of Superman. But when the idea that he's trying to get these kids to at least calm down from where they've grown because they've had a hard time, let's just show them some fun and let them be kids for a change here on Earth. But it's like, I bet you never tried to get through a gallon of ice creams by yourself. And I'm like, who the fuck at a zoo is selling a <laughs> gallon of ice cream? Yeah. A gallon of that's what I'm saying. He just got it out of his van. I look at it too, like, there's no way that's a gallon. You're overestimating this. But still, I don't know what's happening. It's, it's actually a bucket of chicken. He's just messing with <laughs> it him. It looks like a, a bucket of chicken with a drumstick sticking out the top. So when he's doing this, there's Lois. A gallon of ice cream and four spoons. There's no way that Lois has eaten any of this. No, and Bibbo is just like, he's 
doing he's trying to be fun with them but he's making up shit that's not what they need they're trying to learn what are you talking but in the about? meantime it's a psycho killer beardy yeah, cat yeah really and they're like oh also he's really showing because i'm telling you i've been at the zoo it's not the greatest thing to have kids like pounding on the glass and yeah like really upsetting the animals no i agree that's the thing is, is i'm bibbo okay doing? with the scenario besides for the idea that we're bringing bibbo in for some reason because i know he's the biggest fan of Just superman and stuff like that there. but i don't still see superman asking him to help his wife babysit alien children here with you know superpowers and stuff like that and one who's been brought back to life by the fire of holgram it just seems weird for a a bibbo situation but yeah so what you you're the telling kids, me is that Bibbo's going to try to nail Lois. That's what you're saying, that you think that no, that might be No, because he's the biggest fan of Superman. Oh, he's, he's the biggest it's fan, It's his best right. friend. How dare you say <laughs> things like that? You tell me that never happens. I, I didn't realize no, that no, best friends never No, a piece of crap Bibbo is not a piece of crap. Yeah, I don't know. But when you have these kids at the lion exhibit kind of thing, right at the glass going, going, rawr, come on, get me beardy cat and stuff like that, I'm like, look at those goddamn animals alone, you little terrorists. Yeah, these stupid they, you know, kids look you just did, Bebo. doing that. Thank God the new gods show up, something I thought I would never say, because this situation of Bibbo and Lois taking the kids through a freaking zoo, not, not much, much for me, especially no. when you start out the issue with, you know, Lex Luthor coming to Metallo and me no. finding out that in the between issues, Lex Luthor has already had a new body for Metallo built and his brain put inside of him. How do you like your new body? Like, I didn't answer this shit. Were well, you going to help me kill Superman, right? No, I'm not going to help you. Well, you know what? I'm guessing it's because of your sister. So hopefully she comes back one day and you can tell me, tell her hello for me. So he gives a little veiled threat for the idea that if you don't help me, I'm going to kill your goddamn sister. The only family you have left in the, in the world and the only reason you go on living. And on top of that, I was also told when we were fucking around with your brain and putting it into a new robot body, that your brain can't deal with this shit no more and you're dying, Mattel. So you have all of these weird things going on and then you go to Bibbo in the fucking zoo. I'm like, it's fine. It's okay. You're doing like, you know, you know, Man of Steel stuff, showing the hope, the niceties of a family situation with kids, Lois, Bibbo. It's a little boring, though. But when you have the new guy showing up, I'm like, all right, now we can finally get some answers going on. Because back in Infinite Frontier and like Justice League Incarnate, we found out that after Darkseid was killed in that storyline and became the, the butt puppet of fucking, like, you know, the Great Darkness, that Orion became the new Darkseid on Apocalypse. And since we know that Darkseid killed the, quint the quintessence at the beginning of, uh, you know, this new era of Infinite Frontier yeah, the and stuff Infinite like Frontier, that. Yep. Orion should be the leader of New Genesis as well. So both the factions of the New Gods, Orion should be in charge of. And I was so excited to see that boom tube open when you have Orion come out, you have Calabac come out, you have Desaad come out, and then you have Metron come out because we got some first world problems over here because some asshole on Earth is trying to resurrect a fucking first world god. And the New Gods need to get to the bottom of this. The only problem with the scenario is why I like that idea. Metron is the one who's there for New Genesis, and Orion just seems to be an asshole who's working with Calabac and Desadi, just going full asshat about him. Like, why would he be like that? He's a good guy. I know he is the offspring of Darkseid, and he should have this, but he should be the, the and he high could come in here mad, these worlds. But not an asshole. Also, I just want to point out, I like the art in general, but at the beginning, I didn't love it with the Lex deal. At the one point, I swear to God, he has a, a convulsion. And a seizure that he suddenly turns into like He's Brian mad. Michael Bendis, and then, but it doesn't play out like mad. <laughs> I Michael actually Bendis didn't know what him. happened. I thought that there was something like he had some weird thing going on that he, oh my god, it's a two face. But yeah, it's just him getting mad. It just seemed really odd. Uh, but yeah, seeing that, and even the stuff he gets Superman for a little. Where he's up doing his deal, you know, he's fixing stuff. He's and pondering all of a sudden, the world. What is he fixing? What is the problem? Out in I don't space? know, and I don't understand I think where he, he turns around and he goes. 
Oh man, there's a star. That's no star. I'm like, what? The Authority are now back after their adventures on Warworld that went on for months where people died, were tortured, terrible things happened to them. And the Authority are still helping him do stuff in outer space that may have something Which to do with Warworld. Which you barely can even I don't see, know. right? Oh, no. The, the one behind him is Apollo. I'm like, I don't know who the yeah, fuck that is. Yeah, you see Apollo and you're like, what? What's the, okay. And then he goes, huh, that's not a star. What? And then you just go from him. I'm like, I don't know what's going on there. He's right there. This thing's right behind him. I don't know what he's saying. And yeah, I think that he's kind of maybe they got to pick up things. I could go with the idea that these satellites, because all of a sudden a war world shows up. This is going to mess shit up. up in the atmosphere. But they didn't really play out. You didn't really explain it. So he's out there and it really does look like he just doesn't want to deal with them kids. Like I'm telling you, he is in space around the sun picking up scrap metal, looks like. That's it. Yeah, yeah. And then, no, uh, that's not a star. I'm like, I-, I don't know what's going on, but why aren't you with the kids and the stuff? But Like, even the yeah. idea is like, that light, that energy signature, I think we're about to have company. Is that supposed to be a boom tube? Because why doesn't it just boom tube? And why is it a light that's going in? They're like, that's no star. It's that's not no a meteorite, moon. right? It's a space the station. The whole deal of a boom tube isn't supposed to be a, like a, a comet. It ends up Are we tube. stacking the storylines right now where not only do we have new gods, Fire of Olgrim stuff, the kids on Earth, Bebo, Mizzou stuff, Metello and Lex, but something else is coming <laughs> besides for the new I don't gods. Know. Well, we, we're getting very close, obviously, to 1050, which is going to be a big deal. So maybe you are setting up a lot of different things, but you know, you have asshole kids, you know, tormenting the animals. Then you get the boom. They tubes, don't know no better, Jim. They grew up as savages. I'm with you, though, with that deal of, uh, uh, you know, having this in Orion, he should be. I couldn't wait to see the furthering of this story after Infinite he Frontier and Justice League Incarnate. He should be back and stuff and saying, listen, we talked about this, you asshole. We're all together. I told you, don't be such a jerk. And I'm the no, high father. He, it feels like he's just, you know, and why is Metron coming on behalf? Because he's more of a watcher situation. Like, I would assume that, like, I don't know, Metron is a knowledgeable kind of guy. I just don't see him being the high father of New Genesis for his, you know, excur- excursions he goes on. But wait, Light Ray should come out. Like, yeah, I'm here too, assholes. But like, oh, man, Light Ray's here. I thought you were going to say, why is he coming on so strong? I'm like, oh, well, maybe he's horned up. I, he's there when they're fighting. I like that. He's just like, he's in the thinker pose. Looks like he's taking a dump watching him. Uh, but it was a weird play with Orion. I thought it was an odd play, especially in what is a new kind of way of things going since Darkseid ended up being, as you say, the fuck going puppet. on with the fourth world in a long time. Man, you could have actually, you know, kind of explained some things here and, and got this going a little more. But you have them and it's all out of tack. Yeah, most of the idea is Superman stole the fire of Olgrim. They, they have come to get it back because it's an aspect of the god, one of seven, and they want to make sure that this first world god doesn't get reawoken because that's bad times for everybody. But then we found out from the side, Superman doesn't have it. We all know this because he went and used it for, uh, I think it's Otho, uh, no, Awesome Ra. So he brought the boy back to life. He is awesome. And then the side realizes that, oh God, this fucking child here, he's got the power of a god. He's one of us now. We need to yeah. take the boy. And yeah, Superman's we're going to take like, you back. my dead body. And we're going to take you. We have this little cool place. He Ryan so good. They're going to be nice to him. They're like, listen, we have this lady. She kind of takes care of the kids. <laughs> She's a grandmother. She but is. How You're great like, is oh, this shit. finale? Like, not the finale, but the final parts of the Superman aspect of this story where, you know, Orion's pissed because Superman just slugged him one. And then you have Kalibak and Orion teaming up, brothers teaming up to take on Superman. Like, yes, I want to see that fight. Kalibak and Orion, they're fighting Superman. That's wacky and crazy. And I wish there was more of that feel of here because really, 
in this, you don't have to have Orion really be that much of an asshole. They're coming and doing what they think like, they Orion need is to do. regularly an asshole, but he's an asshole who is trying to do the right thing on yeah, those he's doing lines. Yeah, and know. that's where I'm saying. He does, he's quick to action, but he will explain himself. He's a very, like, you know, he's a very twisted kid. Not twisted, but, like, the idea that, like, there's no one thing about him because like of the idea of, like, hero exactly. of a new god. And that's why he works so well in that Wonder Woman New 52 stuff when he showed up because of how, like, you know, brash and godlike he was. So it worked well in that book. But I, like, he wasn't like this in Justice League Incarnate or The Infinite Frontier. Yeah, to a degree. I'm telling you, he's an asshole, anti hero, but. Yeah. And, and so when you have this, like I said, he thinks he's doing the right thing. He even says, I was at this kid's age when I got taken away. He has that power. Now we have to take him. This is our deal. And that is what he thinks. He's down. But he doesn't have to be an asshole about it. And I wish it was a little toned down. I wish that at a point he's like telling, especially Desaad, who's a wreck. I would never be anywhere near Desaad. But like, but Desaad will be around you. You'll have to say down. over. Yeah, really. Calm down, Calabac. I, this, I got this. Me and Superman, we go back a lot. Now, Calabac, he should be, you know, the one who's like, you know, cutting loose right now. And Ryan should hold him back to a degree. And, and if Ryan gets slugged or because the thing is this should be orion's mission no matter what because he believes that he's right he should hold back because he knows superman but when you know they attack let's say his brother he doesn't give a shit about calback but it's still kind of a blood situation so then he has to fight back then after that it is cool to have the new gods here and it makes sense with the stuff in war world it makes it feel like okay we're still going on with the deal and superman got involved like everybody told him all along, and something he shouldn't have gotten involved with, and then got real deep into it. And unfortunately, this kid should be going off to Apocalypse right now with them because of what is in him and what he could become. But, you know, you're not going to let them take this little kid. So then you get the backup, and the backup is just kind of boring. I, I Well, even really the like idea, the you're supposed to have a backup here that's going to show you the Superman family, the story that you want to see with Connor, John, you know. Um, this new Superman of China and stuff like that. Steel, you know, both Natasha and John Henry Irons. Supergirl, you have all this. But essentially, that is the promise where you might see them in the background of one page delivering you what you need out of that story. But mostly, it's just Supergirl flying around with Thala, the Philosian who doesn't have any problems with the Genesis, you know, withdrawal anymore. She just has full-on Kryptonian powers, trying to see how they work and stuff like that. And talking about the idea of Chato, because all of a sudden everybody knows that Chato survived War World and is now on Earth trying to get revenge on Superman and the Superman family. So to tell that story, everybody just happens to know, so we just jump ahead. We didn't get that information previously. And we tell the story about how Chato had found this egg of a meteoric stone reaver and planted it beneath the, the Ketel Tesh proudest city. This idea that Chato, this lieutenant of Mongol, the Mongol who was. He had gone and taken over this this or this planet for Mongo and stuff like that, but they lasted so long. He he was pissed off, so he created this monster that the egg hatched and it just take, took over everybody. And we find out that everybody who left with Chadel previously, they went and did some you know war zoom black magic and became a giant underground monster, which maybe is the same thing that he did to that other planet, but it doesn't seem like it's the same thing because it seems like the, he monster manned everybody into one well, big and that, monster. And I love the idea where. Oh my God, I looked below. Well, why would you look below? Well, there's a story. Chadle, he ended up doing this because it was kind of like a sleeper agent egg. He put the egg in and left, but then the egg hatched and destroyed Just like that rage seed. He wasn't underneath with it. It was the egg. And I'm like, that doesn't really play. What I really thought was kind of neat and what they might be playing with, though, is that we are near, you know, the anniversary of the death of Superman. At the beginning of that story, you had a bunch of that world, boom, world boom, boom. refugees down in the sewers. And that was kind of the way that things kind of got started. 
And that's kind of a neat little play. And even in that, you have that part where I'm like, are you trying to play out at the the credits page of it there that that kind of does look like, you know, a little bit of a He's a big monster doomsday kind of thing, but he's a giant monster, man. But I did like the idea of maybe dealing with like the war you know, war world refugees down in the well, no, thing doesn't is, seem it would like be it's cool if they were depth. playing off it, but since yeah, the that's idea what I'm is saying. you don't get Superman in the backup, you get the Superman family. And when I say Superman family, like I said, maybe in the background of one panel slash one page, you get Thala and you get Supergirl telling you the same stuff that you already know, but also jumping the gun with plots that we didn't get previously. It's like, oh, that's already been resolved, or we just know that Chadle's here doing some shit. Yeah, everybody's looking for Chadle, and yeah, you're like, oh man, there's Kung King, and that'd be cool to see him. Nope. Let's go and fly around Metropolis and talk about, you know, if this is what Krypton was like. And if this is that, and it just wasn't too Just the exciting. even the idea, it's like, you know, he's the oldest living war zoon, you know, you cannot imagine his savagery for a war zoon to live so long. I'm like, isn't he the guy with, like, no arms and legs yeah, and stuff they, like she that? She even like, says, like, don't let no limbs fool you. I'm like, no, they're kind of full of me. He's just laying around slugging it. They're like, you know, what are you going to do with him? I, I think I might pun him. I just might. I might pun him right now. And then keep kicking him is what I'll do. Or I'll just push him down. There you go. I win. He's trying to get up with his tongue or something. He's down. It's done. And they do say, like, oh, everybody listens to him. I'm like, I ain't going to listen when I'm punting him. They're going to listen to him yelling with my foot up his ass as he flies. So funny to me, too. Even 40 yards, probably. Even the idea when Supergirl's saying, you know, look, we have the, we have the Superman family. Everybody's involved. They're out there looking for Cheeto. Every member. We're scouring. We're looking for that bastard. And I look at the little bit here like, Connor's still at the, the Smallville Kent farm. Like, his ass ain't going nowhere. His, he's just going home is what he doing. Even the idea where you have Steel and Natasha Irons, they're just hanging out to the Hall of Justice. Maybe John Kent's doing something in Atlantis. I don't know. I don't know what Con Keating's up to, but he at least looks like he's doing a job. Yeah, I don't know. He's just flying around like, you know, Beijing or something. I don't. The he's funny looking. thing is, when they say every member is scouring, I don't think they are, actually, except maybe John. I think that what you're having maybe here... Superman, you're really, his ass in space looking down. You're selling Connor out a bit here, because what I think Connor is doing is protecting the Kents, because Chato might scouring. come and destroy that. But when you say scouring, I'm like, wait a minute. Really? Oh, good. He's still not behind huh. Kent. He's not underneath that, Cal. I'm going to check the barn this time. I'm surprised he's not there. And he's like, nope. He's not in this room playing video games. <laughs> he's playing video games. I'm like, what are you doing? I but wonder yeah, if he's, he's in my a- bedroom listening to Alice in Chains like I want to do right exactly. now. Exactly. I would think that he's more protecting than scouring. And it looks like, well, first off, Natasha and Steel, they don't both God, need, I need to you be. to do your chores. Oh, but Chadle's not doing chores, Ma. Why can't I be like Chadle? If Chadle told you to jump off a war soon, <laughs> would you? Probably be cooler than doing chores. Yeah, really. It's like, I, I asked him to give me a hand, but you know, he doesn't have them. That's what I say in there, Ma. And uh, she's like, you suck. But Chadle, you ain't got no legs. Yeah, really. <laughs> what, do you, what do you need pants for, Chadle? You ain't got no legs. And then you have also Connor says, but. But mom, the Steele family, they're both at the Hall of Justice doing jack shit. So I'll, I'm just going to fly around here. Thank you. And then just, you know, goes up in the air just to, right out of Scouring. the yelling distance of Ma. She's yelling down there. He can't hear shit. He's, he's turned off his super he's hearing. Super he's like, hearing, yeah. I can't hear you. And she's like, don't tell me that yet. Super hearing, you asshole. And then she bakes a pie and he's right there. He goes right down. We know the pie is, is how eating pie. Yeah, <laughs> hey, Chadle, you don't have hands deep, Pyre. 
Uh, but yeah, by the end. I want to be like Cheadle. Ma has to feed me the pie. John's just down there and like, yep, Batman's still healing. Let's get out of here. Uh, but yeah, overall, what would you give this? I think it's the backup is bullshit. The art doesn't do it any favors either. But the main story, I enjoy the art. I enjoy what we're doing. I just wish we were getting more of what's going on with all of the aspects of the story. New gods, maybe less Bibbo, but the kids from World Road's fine. And when you have Lexa with her in a towel, I'm automatically in- invested in what's going on here. It's just... It's very it's very sparse what you get with each of these aspects of the book, and then you get a backup that's not so great overall, but it's still a 7 out of 10. Yeah, I would go with a Succotash 7 Succotash. as well. Right on with you. And uh, yeah, David Lapham's art, he can fill in for like an all red. It's not as good, but it has kind of that feel of it at points, which I kind of like, but it, it the whole story was nothing, so it didn't really wow me. Plus, you end up at the yeah, end. Yeah, the backup here is at least better than last issue. Yeah, I like I like that enough. It's just that by the end, you have like a horrific monster, and he he kind of looks a little cartoony and cool. You're like, hey there, buddy, look at you dressed up for Halloween. What's up, this thing head? is awful. The guy, like, look at this like eight mouth. The thing has. He, what are those fangs doing on the outside? He's already got like eight sets of teeth. And then he's got vampire fangs. You got to talk like that. He might come to your house and say, look at you, eight chin. That's true. Oh, listen to you. nice, is it? jerk. Uh, (laughs) He actually might be the werewolf vampire that I was talking about uh, earlier. Look at that guy. He's going to look at his chin. That thing is so big. I think you could turn his head upside down and he has another face that way. I don't know. He's dead then, Jim. He's a wreck. He's a wreck. But he looks cartoony. He looks kind of cool, right? I think he's also got like. He's got the hands to make up for the missing ones in Shadow's got like eight hands. But it looks like we did more Warzone Black Magic to make this monster under Metropolis. Yeah, you know, Warzone Black Magic. It's mind freaking my it's ass. It's a weird idea where we're taking the new gods aspects of the other like Joshua Williamson's story to bring it over here. I just hope he like, you know, uh, Philip Kennedy Johnson doesn't gum up the works with what I was expecting or what it felt like was going on previously now that we're doing this. But I hope he is able to do something. Well, he's dealing with it, like, at least, new and right? Interesting here. Maybe, like, hopefully, make Metallo. That's the biggest problem. With it. I hope it's just Lex lying about the, you know Metallo dying. John Corbin's brain is dying because of what's been going on with the Metallo stuff after all these years. I hope you don't re- like invent Metallo just to kill him off, just like Mongol. I well, it's that you said Lex said he can save him if he ends up going with him, but he said he felt dead set. Against it, but oh, his sister and also didn't looks show like Lex up. Killed his, might have killed his sister, is keeping her hostage. So Metallo will play ball. I, I wouldn't think that Lex would do that because he was so fond of his sister, Eric. So Poor he Lena. end up with all of that. We haven't seen her since that Superwoman book, I think. So yeah, we kind of liked her, but at the end of all that, yeah, I, I liked it enough, and we'll continue. And the big issue is supposed to be that one thousand fifty, that you know, big to do. So we'll see how that works out. And then after the Dark Crisis ends, we end up having, you know, more of that family dynamic. But we're already getting it. It better be a little better than just seeing Connor hovering over the kids' farm. I need more than that. And Bibbo. 17, Bibbo. Doesn't matter. Superman told me to babysit you, John. You ever eat a gallon of ice cream, John? It's crazy weird. Hey there, kids. I'm here. I'm the Bibbos. I'm going to babysit you, Lois. I got this. I'm there. No, no, no. You get out of the way, bitch. The Superman Don't tells you me you ain't no Superman. Run. Fuck off, Bibbo. <laughs> yeah, he's there. Everybody's ripping apart. His hey, kids, I'm going to take you back to the bar for a drink. I don't think I'm a, hey, shut up, bitch. Nobody asked you. He just doesn't like, he's now turning the dice. Now, John, if anybody asked you, 21 years old, <laughs> Uncle Bibbo can't afford to lose his liquor license here. <laughs> now he's your dad. He's taking these kids. Hey, kids. hey, kids, you want to go to the movies? Hey, if anybody asked, this is your calamine lotion for your poison ivies. 
What's poison ivy? Poison ivy is your, your Uncle Bibbo needs to drink. I'm an alcoholic. Yeah, stop it. All right, Uncle Bibbo. Do we have more ice cream? You shut your mouth, kids. That was just to get you, you away from that bitch Lois. There you go, classic Bibbo. Uh, like, why aren't you being nice to us? I ain't your biggest fan. I like the Supermans, not you. You guys are you jerk offs. All right, Bibbo. And scene. That's what I need. Bibbo goes out. He's got his unicorn on the side of his van. He's going around. He's got the Pokemon cards to give to the kids to get in the back. A lot of shit going down with that Bibbo. Why does he need a unicorn van? And that gets the kids, I think. They get all the kids there like, everybody's missing here, and we think it's Bibbo. No, man, I'm the friends of the Supermans. Is that why you were never kidnapped as a kid? Because you never came across the van with a fucking unicorn no, on it? No, I was just waiting for the unicorn you? van. And then finally Superman's like, why, why is this van lead? Why? Why do you have lead around in there, Bibbo? Uh, hey, there, Superman, you shut your mouth. Go to your bitch wife. That's all he keeps saying. I Stop like, talking bad I about like Bibbo. I like Bibbo uh, talking shit on Lois would be the best. Uh, just imagine when they ended up releasing that news report that Lois was cheating on Superman. Holy moly. With Lexi. What the fuck? He probably took it to the streets. I'm sure he threw a pint glass across his bar. Everybody out. Bibbo's going to have thinking times. <laughs> I'm really upset right now. Somebody get me the number to the Drake Hotel in Chicago. She's, I'm going to have a word with this woman. I actually can't remember. I can't believe I remember it's the Drake Hotel in Chicago. She better like, you know, a whole gallon of ice cream. That's how he breaks Tell the ice with the, the ice problems. cream. Holy moly. The, the you got to eat the whole gallon, though. Tell me, you just felt sus. I don't know. Just with kids and you just show up with ice cream out of nowhere. I don't know. It's it weird. like a weird, weird thing. In front of the plan. family, come to the babysit and have a good time for these, you know, orphans and stuff like that. You're sus. Yeah, I'm telling you, they, he wants the orphans because nobody's going to look for them. They, they don't have an address. He's just grabbing them. This seems like projection, Jim. If I'm there going around and some guy would go, hey, kid, you ever eat a gallon of ice cream? Is this I'm because running. people looked at you like this when you walked around with your kids? Is it because you looked like a kid yeah, next to your kids as well? It's only because this is what you wanted from those people with the ice cream truck. They wouldn't give you ice cream, and then you were pissed. It's not true. I wanted them to tell me about my daddy. They didn't know how to spell zucchini, but they certainly knew how to spell fat ass, Eric. And they spelled it and then threw your fat ass out of that van. Get out of town. I have a vendetta against you now. Holy Christ. But we're going to go off Stop now. Stop projecting it, Bibbo. <laughs> I'm telling you, it just seems odd. Would it have been worse if he had, like, Hey, kids, you want some candies? Would that be bad? Because it's just the same with ice cream. Even worse, it's probably all melted and shit. Anything you do nice for a kid, obviously you're going to touch them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what it seemed. Is that why you don't do anything nice for your kids? I, Desaad comes down and is the least you don't creepy want to be guy there. Desaad's all happy. He's like, at least there's some, you know, buddy more sus than me. He's going off to stick nails in dude's urethras. Yeah, I, oh my God, Desaad is the worst, right? I don't know, Metron... I don't trust that guy either. That guy's a little too calm. Honestly, you should never trust Metron. And, and seriously, not even that he isn't doing it, but they do. And Mike Perkins does the art well, where he's, he's always looking down on you and shit like he knows more. That's how he plays Because he does, right? And you're just like, get the fuck out of here. I hate them all. Actually, I don't mind Calabac and I don't mind Orion. They're, they're the coolest. Calabac, it's because he looks like he's like Lion-O or something. I can be down with that. The and then you get you? you get Orion there. He just I don't think you know. Never seen Orion before in your life. <laughs> as long as Orion isn't on that stupid space bike, that is the worst thing ever. Then I'm down with him too. Right? He looks like he's zipping around in the Masters of the Universe deal. Hey, look at me! 
<laughs> you know those things, Eric. What are they called in the rest of the universe that they zip around in? Rockets? The, the, the Skyjets? Skyjet. That's no, it. No, it's, it's, not, it's not what like it is. The it's the jets, uh, the jet sled? I'm trying to remember okay. what it's called now. Well, but anyway, the has... thing is, the Masters of the Universe are essentially the new gods. If you go and watch Masters of the Universe, the movie, it is essentially a new gods movie. Yep, and that's why you realized the new gods movies would suck. That's but also, He-Man is exactly like not only copying the new gods, but also Captain Marvel slash Shazam because they're both young boys that say a magic yeah. word and become the like you know the mightiest mortal. And that's what Bivo's trying and to. And this get. is what a I young love. boy to say the magic word. That's yes. Don't tell. Is what that magic word is for Bibbo. Hopefully, he doesn't ever find that, Eric. That is Stand not guy, a Bibbo, How dare you? Ah, uh, Bibbo. I trust Bibbo more than I trust freaking Jimmy Olsen. Oh, I thought you were going to say me. Yes, well, you as well, obviously. Jimmy's, That's a given. Jimmy's going to turn into a turtle, start humping your leg. Is Who it weird that Jimmy's what that guy's here? going on? Yeah, it is weird. He, sh- he should have actually been there with is Lois. Is he still running the Daily Planet? He might be. Maybe he's busy. Yeah. That's what's going on. And he's like, where the fuck's Lois? She hasn't shown up for work in months. He's all pissed off. Oh, my God. They should have had somebody actually protecting the Daily Planet there. That would have been pretty cool. But Jimmy would have been nice to well, see. Well, the thing is, we would, but nobody cares about Clark Kent's identity anymore. All of that's starting to wait to the point where the Daily Planet is fucking passe. It's a has-been. Well, don't you remember? It also has all of those fail-safes put in there. And Just like the Kent also, Farm. Yeah, the Until Kent Farm. But that blew up. So, you know, and I don't mean it became very popular, though it did. <laughs> it blew up in all Connor's sorts of leaving. ways. Oh, my God. Goodness. Well, B- Bibbo, he is there normal time now, and he, he still thinks it's 1942, and he's there walking around like fucking You still Popeye. think it's 1992. Well, that's not 1942. At least I'm there. I'm like, I don't know. I was just going to do a, an impersonation of somebody in 92, but really I was laying on the ground ODing you on do heroin. do it every time you talk. Do I, do I sound like a 90s guy? You sound old. Do you think that I'm sitting here like I'm listening to Alice in Chains or stuff like that? You are after this. How I know it now. dare you? I ended up talking about that when I was reading and reviewing Carnage, talking about some Alice in Chains. I might listen to some tonight. Who knows? But then again, I might also listen to the Black Pink Eric, so take that. How dare you? Take that every time I try to be, you know, hip and with it. You don't want me to be hip and with it. You tell me to stop. Just like Bibbo. Yes, just imagine Bibbo showing up. I don't even know what he would look like if he tried to up his look. That is it for the first section. Ah, oh, Bibbo, you piece of shit. So we're going to go what? off now to some mail. With an ancient deed in their hand Walking through the streets of Gotham in the rain They brought a big guy with them They call Gil Ten Claw He's got the old asthma running in his veins Ow, werewolves in Gotham See two fish standing at the door. Best you not go in. Ubu got mutilated late last night. 
werewolves in Gotham again. the mail and we have a mail from Luis. but before we get to that let me remind everybody that they can email us and become the star of the show just like Luis and maybe all of our friends eric shea and how you do that is all email us at weird science dc comics at gmail.com and here is Luis's question of the week he says hello jim eric and my favorite classmate from titans academy to get fresh crew. That's like a multi, a multiple man type deal. It's a classmate. It's the whole Everybody's a Jamie Madrox. That is true. Doesn't everybody want to be a Jamie Madrox? It kind reminds of. me of Hydrox. Those guys are nonsense there. They're older than Oreos, though. I just wanted you to know that. Question of the week. If you can do a non-comic podcast, what would it be about? Eric Shea, you go first. Well, that's the thing is, this is very easy for me because there's two things in life that I really enjoy, and those are gods and monsters. And we take care of the gods aspect over here on the DC Comics podcast. But the thing is, there's some monsters that I love horror movies, slashers, monsters, all of it. Like, you know, anything you can think of in the horror genre, I'm a fan of, and I like talking about it. And at one point, I did do a horror podcast on the Patreon. It's just that I wasn't very good at it, and it was very, very time-consuming. This so is I stopped the thing. You say that. Everybody loved it, but I didn't think you did that. That was the cellar dweller. Yeah. Everybody loved yeah. it. Everybody thought it was the greatest thing ever. I'm telling you, I used to do the Jim as Issues podcast with my wife, and, on the, and people seemed to really like that. It's just that when Tanya would do that, she would switch for like three days because I'd yell at her for the whole time, and it, it really, I it almost died. It like a died. toxic environment. But in that, I think that I there's a lot of things that I would like to do. And even that is my joke was going to be, well, if I say anything, I'm going to end up doing it then. So I, I don't want to dip. But even the boys toys aspect where I love action love figures. That they're, too. Usually, they're usually, you know, all about DC action figures and or horror movie action figures along those lines, because that's what I love. But it's such a visual medium, though. It's like, yeah, this is a pretty cool action figure. Wish you could see it. <laughs> Well, people still love yep, the it deal. Moves at the shoulders. They <laughs> thought it was the best thing ever. People were really liking it, Eric. And that's the thing. I'm just desperately to. Oh my God, Eric! You mentioned the boys because we even had the steam Save to it. That's a great thing. This is one of your favorites, isn't it? And we, I, there's no way, except any time you mention it, come on. Don't call them dolls. Oh yeah, the action figures. Yeah, go. Oh my God, Eric! That should be canceled. That song, but. I People love that song. People actually love both of those Well, mostly podcasts. because the thing is, I'd end up spending so much money to review an entire thing, like entire line, like the 1992, I think it was, Kenner Alien series, and then they would break on me because they were such brittle plastic at that point. I would get sad, and then when I had those weird, like, Orbeez or whatever it is, yeah, whatever it was computer. with those flushing things or whatever. Oh, the flush force. I mean, people are still talking about that one. <laughs> These people little stupid talking. toys that come in this gigantic, well, not gigantic, but it's bigger than what you would think, like like toilet that flushes and makes sounds. I'm like, they're little monsters and you put them in a toilet. <laughs> because of that, and I'll, I'll at times I want to remind people a certain podcaster, you know, put it. 
I've never done like a rewind on the Patreon for your things. I'm going to do that because I want people to start begging you I to do those podcasts. People, people, I actually go back and I end up doing a director's cut. I end up sprucing it up a bit. In fact, there was that's a, not a director's cut. That's a remastering. Well, it's a remaster, but yeah. Also, I have commentary, Eric. I'm like, look at this putt. No, I just remaster it. All of a sudden, there's new content you added, like George Lucas. I ended up where maybe. Uh, remember that one of the things the guy kid had a boys' toys uh, episode as well <laughs> that made me laugh, and it really I couldn't talk for three days after that. But fuck the animal attic. I mean, the attic animal had a freaking horror movie podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah, I forgot about that too. Maybe I'll grab that too. But uh, one of the things that we had done way back, we did a necessary nonsense about the NES, and it yeah. was just me and you. I forgot if Reggie did it. He didn't. It was just me and you. And I used to edit it, you know, pretty shady. Now I've found out and I've kind of grown in my, and I actually started re-editing it from the files nice. from the Zencaster. It sounds really good, but I'm waiting to put that out as well. But me, I think that, I mean, the joke would be that I do a, a Black Pink podcast. Hey I actually thought about it and actually have a, like a, a themed kind of picture for it. But then I'm like, eh, I don't know. I got a little nervous to do that, but I think Where's that could the far be a bang. Sports nuts. That could be a bet, but that is one of them—a sports deal, but probably more specifically an Eagles podcast. That'd be kind of cool, uh, and also just maybe a generalized. When I had the grid, I just need that, I, I need that Eagles one where you start out everything where it's like P O D C A S T podcast podcast. I do that, and then all of a sudden I climb up poles. And then I'm punching every episode somebody. You're misspelling podcast. <laughs> at the at the end of the podcast, every podcast ends with me beheading Hitchbot. It'd be great. That'd be kind Julie. of funny to have just a Philadelphia podcast. But really, the problem is, and I've thought about this before, and I've had some things on the Patreon, but I'd like to do a music. I'd love music, and I'd love to do a music like that best songs ever deal. But the problem is, you can't really do that great on a podcast because of the music. You can't really play. And then you get in trouble and they take it down and stuff like that. That's the shame of that. But, yeah, maybe a Best Songs Ever or something around those lines. There's always something to podcast about, right? You know, maybe skateboarding. Maybe DC Comics. You know, maybe like astronauts or something. Though, at one point I was going to do something called like the GOAT podcast. And I was just going to do whatever I thought was the greatest. Like, uh, okay, here, this is the greatest movie. This is the greatest deal. This is the greatest that. And I thought that was kind of a neat thing because I like lists and things as well as you do. So maybe it's that also would very be subjective though. Too. Nobody cares for your taste. Well, in that's things. what I was going to say. But then you end up having people can then argue about it and things like that. When I say the greatest horror movie is the Amityville Horror because it scared the crap it's out not. of me, Eric, you might not like that. Or I'd say the greatest horror movie, Shawshank Redemption. See, you got it. <laughs> Never oh. seen it. Jaws might be though. That was pretty scary, Eric. That was a scary deal. Is that a deal. horror movie or is that a thriller? Well, me and Definitely you have talked about that before. It's a blockbuster, one of the first, if not the first summer blockbusters. The and first. I do think, in my mind, it could be considered a thriller or a horror, depending on how you go about that. Is it a slasher movie because you get the killer POV and people get taken out yeah, one by one? Kind of, except you're not you're eating, not the slashings, but then, Just like you know, the Terminator. Just like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Right. You got that. So, yeah, I don't know. And I, I at one point wanted to do maybe me and you do a horror podcast and you try to, you know, teach me about horror and just find Sounds out. Sounds infuriating. I, it's just me peeing my pants every time I see anything and crapping myself because everything scares me. 
and then it makes me think fear of all or incontinence stuff. you decide yeah both fear of incontinence the podcast but yeah there's always some crazy things but i knew that you would probably say either boys toys type deal or a horror movie podcast and that's the well, besides funny for thing. dc comics those are the things that i really enjoy in life you just said to me like here's where you get a brick wall and i just want to tell people so when they argue with you that they want the boys toys Play or the horror movie podcast wall. is the deal where you just said well you don't have a go podcast so that's just what you think and people don't like that but that's what people do and you run into that brick wall a lot no, where no, i yell at you my opinions are the most important well when it comes to i would movies. yell at you though because you i would say you do a hard podcast and eric and i'm telling this is not a joke i'm no no joking eric this is straight up eric will start to plan the podcast and he'll be stuck on the first movie a lot of times because he thinks that oh that movie's already been done so many times and that always ends up throwing a roadblock and i keep saying but you haven't done it they want to hear you talk about oh no no so many people have done halloween that i can't do that i'm like no you can't i that's even did halloween want. they want to wait i'm just saying in general so many times you said to me i did a halloween timeline kind of series and i was trying to streamline it a bit because you know there's a goddamn lot of movies and this is even before the 2018 ones so even the idea is like well, you did it, but I wish it would have been longer. Oh, God damn it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you were trying to streamline it, but you have said where I, you, you would, you know, Friday night movie. What was it? The Friday night horror movie thing? Horror movie night? Yeah. And uh, there's been a lot of different names. And then I would say to you, like, oh, what are you going to do? And you, and I'd like, why don't you do like Puppet Master? Why don't you do? And you're like, ah, too many people have done that already. Let me say, they want to hear it's you. It's not exactly do that it. for Puppet Master because nobody's seen enough of it. Yeah, I know. But you still always had that deal and it, it drove me nuts because i mean there's a lot of dc podcasts they can go and listen but they like you not me i like you and there's my, i don't think there's any black pink podcast which is crazy for the amount of people who go gaga about it because i told you people who don't really even care they end up doing reaction videos next thing the channel becomes the black pink reaction video channel it's so insane but somebody out there can do it maybe me but we'll see but thanks Luis. then I don't know what if you got an answer or not, but maybe you did. Got that, multiple answers. That there, yeah. I I just I like anything music. I'd like to do a Beatles podcast. I even thought of doing like something like just starting and going through every episode was the next Beatles song and just you know tell people about it how I like it. I'm like this is awesome. This song is awesome. But you know I just don't do it because again I actually fall into the deal with yelling. Anybody want to hear me talk about that? I don't know. You wouldn't listen. You don't like the Beatles. So are you? you're one of those heathens. <laughs> and you do listen to me enough on our podcast. But we'll go off now. Now I'm depressed. Thanks, Luis, for getting me depressed with Eric. And uh, we'll be about. back. We're going to go. You just said you didn't want to listen to me. I thought I that you were going to get all excited. Joking. Obviously, you're I don't like, listen to that a Beatles would be podcast. awesome. Then, well, then I'll do a Beck podcast. Right? A no Beck? one's listening to that. Actually, I did think of doing a rock and roll. <laughs> I have all sorts of weird podcasts that I almost do. But one was the history of rock and roll. And I was like, so what did they consider the first rock and roll song? And I went back and I saw what they considered it. And uh, there was a crazy bit of trivia in it that I just can't quite remember. Oh, Ike Turner wrote the song. And that weird, that weirded me out. That shocked me. I didn't know that he was, you know, I knew he was old. That old? Holy moly. But. All of, all of that. I didn't edit this out. Here we go. We're going to go back to the podcast and what we normally talk about, the DC Comics. And we have three books. Not the greatest. Not the greatest of books, but 
Some just have to, you know, you have to bite the bullet sometimes, Erica, and talk about this. So we'll be back with those in a minute. I'm Spoon James, and I came to say... Fuck Spoon James, we all about that Hey, coming straight out of Quaker Town with reviews for that ass Check him out on Weird Science DC Comics Podcast Quick with a quip and on point like Deadshot He could give a fuck less if you like him or not With a voice that makes the ladies go weak at the knees Jim, please, milk and cheese, you can suck these If it wasn't for dancing, Mike, you wouldn't have no fame We all know that news with Jim would come off weak and lame And without your soundboard to blow that foghorn shit The only thing that you'd be blowing would be Reggie's fuckstick and speaking on him, I guess you're grave robbing now? Did a Michael Clark Duncan die in 2012? Opinions out your ass like a colonoscopy. Make way for MC Clifton with his brother Robin Asadi. From the hottest next parts for the Get Fresh crew. Word to Eric, Jim, and Reggie for all you guys do. On behalf of all the fans who hear the part every day, we love you motherfuckers, but mostly Eric Shane. Just a man, and a man knows a man. Uh-huh. Don't you know he's the man? He is the and man. And you know he never fails. No one but the pure at heart may smell just stinky fart. Sing it, Dustin. Oh, Eric Shay. What? Ah, uh, yes, I haven't Eric. heard that song in a long, long, long. <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious there, Toby. He might get canceled with what he said about Reggie there. Oh, my goodness gracious, but... That was Toby, so a little bit shout-out of the past. And in this section, we're going to get some more shout-outs from the past, aren't we, Eric? We're going to have books that end up wanting to kind of, you know, reach back in the past and celebrate all the good things Not that Eric Shea that. used to love and we're all gonna, that We're going to talk about that, but then we're going to have another shout-out to the past where a book wants to emulate another book, but over at the Marvel Studios. I say something why I said studios, but Marvel Comics studios, as a whole. Studios, yeah. It's fancy that, studios where they make the comic books. That is true as well, but, I mean, we end up having these things, and we talked about it and probably talked about it at the beginning, right, Eric? Uh, the idea that we ended up pushing some of the books to this week and a big thing that i said to you that's very telling is one of the books that we decided not to do last week but to do this week was a dark crisis tie-in because it it hasn't really felt that well (laughs) at least this is a a, an official tie-in because when we get to harley quinn that i don't stephanie phillips wants to try to ease her way down the road and in the back door of all these events going on we ended up where before this, she had a thing that kind of felt like it was trying to get involved in the Dark Crisis. Now, Robin versus Batman, Batman versus... It's just an odd play. But let's just get into this because this is a big book. I mean, this is a big tie-in. It should have Everybody's been a talk- big book. Everybody Nobody's is talking, talking about, about it. it, though, right? I mean, they're talking about it, but in a bad way. But in that, I think that you kind of lose the forest with the trees or the trees with the well, forest in this. Mix because so quick and it's fifth dimensional magic. That is true. And you will end up losing things. But what does that magic do and how does it work and what's going on in this book? Because a lot magic. of people were upset about this book as, uh, hey, Megan Fitzmartin, she is giving the middle finger to the fans of Young Justice. And we said that as well before. Now I just think we're down to the nitty gritty of she just can't write a comic. She's terrible. We ended up doing the Tim Drake book on our Patreon spotlight, and both of us gave it really, really low scores because it's garbage. That's helped up by Riley Rossmo, though, as well. But let's jump into the Sarek. What are we talking about? Dark Crisis Young Justice number five, written by Megan Fitzmartin, with art by Laura Brago, Luis Guerrero, and Pat Brousseau. And like we we're talking about, it seemed like all the stories leading up to this number five of six was the idea that 
hey, you kids who grew up in the 90s, here's a middle finger because we don't do that shit anymore. And now we've even upped the ante where we are introduced finally to Mickey Mixelplick, the son of Mr. Mixelplick, and the idea that these three members of Young Justice, Impulse, Connor Kent, and Robin are his favorite superheroes, and they've been left behind. And everything he's doing right now is for them because of how much he loves the era that he grew up with in the 90s with these characters. And then I realized, no longer a middle finger that she's giving us she's telling me i'm the bad guy personally <laughs> yeah yeah actually that's what it is you're actually the bad guy but who is the bad boy Eric? i get the thing is it, it's to a degree it is because it goes along the lines because you can separate yourself with a simple idea because mickey mixelplick in this he wants to give these heroes what they deserve the idea of them becoming the legacy heroes that will one day take over for their mentors and be the big shots at dc comics but he's like these heroes over here I don't want to read stories about them because they don't deserve it. They haven't been around that long. And you have a lot of the newer future state characters, even going back to Batwoman and stuff like that, along the lines of the late 2000s era, moving throughout the New 52 and to current day. Like, they don't deserve this. And like Robin and the rest of the crew, I'm like, they deserve to be here. And I agree because I think these characters deserve to be where they are and have stories written about them that I personally want to read. I just don't want to have that. Now I'm going back to the bad guy. I just don't want to have that in spite of, like, not in spite, but. In in the situation where I have to have that instead of having stories of these characters that I grew up loving and still love to this day. And here here's the issue. Here's the issue that I, I have with Martin's story. You are. But <laughs> it's funny because what this ends up being and what Mickey starts saying actually isn't as bad as it's been. Because at one point he just says, you guys weren't allowed to grow up. You guys weren't allowed to become the heroes you were destined to be. But all I see is on the flip side is she's trying to make an after-school special so that Connor, Bart, and Tim go, no way, man, these new characters are great. But I do want to point out that on that page, no way, man, don't you say that, you square. Uh, But that one page is very odd because you end up having a page of characters that is supposed to be like, look at these lame-ass characters. But you have Alan Scott. You have Batwoman. You end up having her. And then I start realizing, oh, wait a minute. Some of these she's going with their sexuality and the idea of an Alan Scott being gay and Batwoman as well, because there's nothing that Alan Scott has done that would ever have pushed any of them back and not let them above. So what is the deal? And then even a Harley and a Poison Ivy. I just looked at John Ken at the beginning and I saw Jess Quick and stuff like that. And I didn't. Take like even Yara Floor being here, but for some reason I didn't feel the need to really go back and look at all of these characters that are being intro- like you know featured here to the point where I thought about their their gender and race. It as has the big to do problems. with gender and race, but it's also their sexuality. And so, oh yeah, for some reason I want gender for that as well. That's what I meant as well. I'm talking that's about. what I mean. Yes, race and 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 sexuality, and that kind of gets me in the idea of. No, like now you're just what you're doing here, and this has been driving me up a fucking wall for a while now. Now I'm get, I told you I wasn't even going to get madness. I end up where you're fighting against people who are not reading your book. You are fighting against people who've already written you off as an awful writer. So stop it because me and you are having to read this and we have to go through the shit. We're, it's like we're peeking in on a, a cat fight that there's only one side going. And that is not how you write a story. Don't write a story that's a dark crisis tie-in that's just set up to go Hey, you know what? People who don't accept sexuality and characters are fucking lame. It's such a weird yeah, idea okay. because the way that Mickey Mixelplex doing this when but he creates a construct of story that, like no, that, no, right? Like, you three were the heroes that meant the most to me in my childhood. And I'm saying, yeah, me too, buddy. He's like, I never get it. 
to, I, like, and I never get to see you anymore. You're either killed, removed from the timeline, or just forgotten about while these morons take your moments. Ingrates who haven't had to work as hard as you, and I'm sick of them sitting there. Fucking Bernard's just sitting there with the peace sign. Like, what did you do? Peace sign. I hope he's not doing it the wrong way. He just like shoot back up after like 15 years. Yeah, he's like, peace out. Like, get me out of here. But Dreamer has just arrived in the books. But again, sexuality. And where it is more is at the beginning. Have you noticed you've been replaced? What, when With people who don't have any right to be here. I'm sorry. I don't care about these guys. And that's just the idea where with like, the Damien art combined Wayne with that. Even presented here. Like the, the idea for the people who should be here for what he's trying to say for like, okay, we still have, we have Wallace West now. You could have Jess Chambers if you want, but even Jess Chambers is in another universe and stuff like that. So like stuff who like, is Harley like stepping on anybody's toes, right? He, she's stepping all over Damien's toes in the Harley book. No, but you could have punchline <laughs> in there if you wanted. But if you want to feature three people specifically, though, you have Yara Ford, you have John Ken, and you have Damian Wayne here as the people who have taken over the mantle of the people but that they should have been back. That. In the day. That's you what know, I'm saying. They're trying to really shit on without saying this, it. but yeah, without saying it, but kind of alluding to it, so you don't even have the balls to do it. But then you end up, like I said, you we ended up having this. If you remember, uh, speaking of Harley, there was the Harley issue. That Mark Russell wrote. Mark Russell, the guy can't get out of his way. He's got to be social commentary. I don't care about the characters unless I can tell you all about my exactly. agendas right yeah, now. I'm going to tell you. I remember it was like people had dogs, but you can't own a dog because you're not this. And it was gatekeeping and it was that comic skate nonsense. And I'm like, we are reading an issue oh, where he's, <laughs> he's fighting it. Yeah, there's no story. And so when you get through this, all you have to do, like once Mickey starts saying, the whole deal you guys were replaced with that's true yeah that is something that they could be but you could end up then tying that in of them saying no listen we have evolved we have gotten but it gets back to this like real surface level cat fight i don't need that in an event tie-in and then by the end of this issue you pretty much just say well nothing really mattered up until now now we're gonna fight for one issue and i'm like really like this is just it's lame it's it's complete lameness and you just don't have a story. And in this, what I learned, and I said to you, the lesson here, if it is an after-school special, is, you know, one of those, like, hey, the more you know, but it's the less you know, but the more you can jump to conclusions and have stuff done just because it does it. Because you, Megan Fitzmartin cannot write a plot where she doesn't have to bail herself out somehow with nonsense. You don't have things explained from panel to panel. You end up having things come up that don't make sense. You have the t idea of the story, the toxic nostalgia of the 90s, and people who are my age who grew up on these characters are a little pissed off because they're not getting the characters that they grew up with and want to see more of or feel like they've been replaced, like Mickey Mixelbrook is talking about here. But the idea of the background story that had the whole time where our three heroes went di or disappeared, and then Cassie Sandsmark, detective is extraordinaire, she went out with you know Arrowette and Red Tornado to try to find where these three missing heroes are because everybody else is busy doing dark quests and stuff and don't have the time or energy. And we had a freaking, you know, invisible jet fly off of the space. We had these space bugs, these space mites eating the freaking hull of the ship to the point where out of nowhere, the way that we resolve all of this with our heroes being in the fifth dimension, supposedly, and, you know, our other heroes out in space looking for our missing heroes, we have Robin with a bat bomb in his cape lining because... Mickey just made his costume with a bat bomb that he would have had at that and point he said, in time. And he said, yeah, I had this whole thing. That plays out like a Bill and Ted. But all of a sudden, he throws that bat bomb, and then we're in Happy Harbor's Cave, the original headquarters of the Young Justice. And what is going on? Well, Bart tells us right there. It's like, 
When I knew Mickey was messing with the sound waves, I figured two could play at that game. I vibrated a sign through the sound waves. Everyone has their own frequency. I spent enough time with everyone. I have a good idea what Cassie's frequency is, which sounds a little too sexy for me. But the, but then we're going to go back to them in space. And Cassie's talking about when there's a bright red light in space, the shape of a lightning bolt. Who else could it be? Just took one big explosion and here we are, the bat bomb. And for some reason, while that our heroes are in space, things. our other heroes are in the fifth dimension. Robin throws a bat bomb while Impulse is doing sound wave messages in space. A bomb goes off and all of a sudden, everybody's just in Happy Harbor, Michigan. They say, what happened? And they expect this, what I just told you, to be the exact explanation. I'm like, I don't get it. I just don't I, get I, it. I don't either. And I, I want to have, you know, REM show up and, and play What's the Frequency Cassie. It would be the deal. And you actually had a bunch of REM being played outside your, I your house. I got a church going outside just playing REM, losing my religion. Like, why would you yeah, play that's, that? That's a very odd pick by a church to play. That's pretty edgy. But yeah, when they're going through all this, you end up having things like, oh my God, what's happening to my hand, says Superboy, when we don't see anything happen to his hand. He yeah. says, my hands are gone. No, they're not. Then you end up, oh my God, what's happening with Bart? He's getting grabbed by zombie hands, never really explained. And then you end up having Flash, Batman, Superman come in. They're going to kick ass. They have Deathstroke there. Now I can let you take care of your villains. And it doesn't play out great. And these were the villains we saw before, Boomerang, Lex, yeah. and Deathstroke. But they're not going to kill them, but that's what he wants. But what does that do? Does that solve things? At the one point, you do end up having, you know, Wallace, West, Damien, and John. And that's where you want to play it. Hey, don't you hate these kids? No, they're pretty no, cool. They're oh, darn it. But then it keeps going. And you have things like Bart going and saying, I, I might be able to find a way out of here in the Speed Force. Because, you know, Speed Force is like magic. I'm but telling then when you, we have a magic fifth-dimensional oh amp going on here. Then we add the Speed Force as a way to countermeasure. I'm like, you were just saying words. And then and the worst part is you have this whole idea of imagination, though, with Mickey Mixelplick. He can do all these things. He created a world for our heroes to live in. And at the end of the day, after we get past all the mind fuckery, it just becomes halfway through the issue. All right, now you're just going to fight red blobs of glowingness. Yeah. That's, right. that's his that's imagination. A, that's, that's, that's disappointing, but okay, we'll, we'll fight some blobs. Yeah, and Bart says, I'm going to get out of here, I'm, or at least I'm going to find a way out. Speed Force usually does this because, you know, Speed Force. And he goes and like, oh, no, these blobs, they're eating the Speed Force. That yeah, the is, blobs are eating the Speed Force. That's cataclysmic. That That is huge, but nothing happens from there. But what it does is doesn't allow Bart to actually check things out. Until later when they're just going to use the Speed Force. And so nothing's mentioned hey, again. Hey, you think you're going to see the Speed Force? Sure can. Cool. I'm glad we resolved that problem. All right. And they're trying to get away from things. And the big play here is it, it's a weird thing. Okay, if they work together, it'll all work. But you never know what they're doing or what they're having. No, and, no. And I'm telling you, the at, thing is, just because they say they're a team, they're a family, now they have the strength to overcome Mixy Mixelplick. And get through the Speed Force wormhole that Bart just opens up, even though it was just being eaten a second ago. And we find ourselves just back where we need to be. And I'm like, everything was resolved at that point in time where, but no, Mickey Mitzelbuck, he's still here. We never were, we went from one place to another place. And now we're back into the real world through <laughs> the Speed Force. But that is our big cliffhanger where all of our team has finally come together. We're a family. I'm like, that was never in question because even before this series took place, we had a really terrible Brian Michael Bendis Young Justice that resolved a lot of the ideas of this. And even when you have, you know, Bam. 
Cassie Sandsmark, she is back in action because now the team is being reunited and she has to fight her fifth dimensional construct version of herself from the 90s. She's like, there's nothing you could do against the granddaughter of Zeus. And you had an opportunity here because you've been messing up a lot of the history of Young Justice. But at this point in time, pre like New 52, Cassie was the daughter of Zeus, but New 52 changed it to the granddaughter of Zeus, where she currently is now. You could have played something that. No, you just beat the construct because for some reason she can because she's the granddaughter of Zeus. But this construct yeah, how does isn't. she? It doesn't. I don't even she get does it. A even lightning when, clap. You know, like Wonder Girl does. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh crap! There's telekinesis. All right, but put that with Connor. Then well, also, even the idea with Connor and the telekinesis, because you never see him use his TK powers anymore. And even when he does it, it's like his first time in a long time. It's like, man, I should have paid attention what Double X was talking about. I'm like, that was 20 years ago. What are you talking about? I know. And but it would. This could have been over 20 years ago. All I could think of, and luckily we didn't get a solicit yet for it, but all I could think of is this is setting up Megan Fitzmartin writing a Young Justice book, because as we know now, after Venice You can Venice set up a this, Young Justice book, but don't do have Megan Fitzmartin do no, it. No, that's what I'm saying. But with Tim and having this, it seems like that's our gal for this. And it'll be terrible. She doesn't get it. And so there's a couple things with that. Okay, if you end up having this and you do it right and it's fun and, and plays off the old school deal, better and and have the author actually understand it you could have these things like the tk powers where man you know why don't i remember doing these what happened this is the fifth dimension so a lot of things could be opened up where they can get back to their classic deal but she doesn't want to get back to the classic because no. that's toxic classic nostalgia, to- toxic nostalgia yeah, yeah but you have to at least here's the thing i ended up Hearing way back where Jimi Hendrix, I think it was, they asked him, like, man, you're wacky, all these things. Do you just, you know, teach yourself how to do the guitar? And do? And he said, no, 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 you have to learn the basics first. Then you could fuck around. Then you could change the things. But you always have. She never did that. She's fucking around with something she does not get. So when she does these things, it, it never is coming out right. And what I well, do, the worst part is this family part. All it does is remind me again of. What Tom King does, a lot of writers do it. Let's make this team bullshit. Well, I was and just going to say the same thing at the, that point because one, even right? the big problem that we have, or like you know, Arrowette Sissy, she had a big problem with Cassie coming to her for help because because you guys left me behind and you were not friends anymore. I'll do this one more thing for you because of the old time's sake. But after that, I'm done. She has created a situation that had was resolved, you know, 15 years ago because Arrowette left the team because she almost killed a guy. It was too much pressure for her and she didn't want to be a part of this world anymore that she had been raised into. But they, she stayed, she stayed a part of the team to the point where if they needed help, they came back. Cassie even was even in a dorm room, like, you know, roommate situation with her at the prep school she attended. They remained friends to the point. I think she was even came back for a big Titans United, like the end of the Teen Titans before the New 52 happened. Cause you, like, all the Titans came together for that, I believe. But, like, we never had a problem because even when Arrowette would show up before I think in the Bendis book, she was fine. It was just Arrowette and she was there. And now we create the situation that we had resolved, like, you know, 15, 20 years ago, said it's the same thing again to the point where, you know what? I've just been hanging out for a few hours here. I don't like that Cassie because she pisses me off. But we're family. <laughs> I'm like, what? So you're just getting Arrowette back on the team, which is fine because I love Arrowette. But don't create a situation that was resolved already. Almost like the whole idea that we had throughout this book where, what do you mean you kissed Tim when I died 15 years ago? Yeah, I was going to say that. You know we're still going to probably have that where she thinks we she's going to resolve it. Adventure Comics. This is almost the idea where they're going to get, hey, uh, you know, the death of Superman, the anniversary. Like, hey, Dan Jurgens, can you come back? 
and write an issue where Superman actually does die. He's like, I, I fucking did that. Like we, we moved on from that. That's what this feels like. It's like we're gonna fix something, but she doesn't realize it's not a problem anymore. It was fixed. It's just so odd. Even when we're going through all this, all I could think of in this issue finally is the idea. Yeah, I bet you this story at one point might have been like something with Superboy Prime, something like that. But you can't use him because of all the recent stuff. So you get a weird Mickey Mixel click to be this over the top fanboy of a kind. It's nonsense. It's complete nonsense. All it is, this it is weird that they use Lex Luthor, not Superboy Prime, the guy who killed Connor Kent. Yeah, exactly. I think that I think that Superboy Prime fully either was going to be maybe the Mixie character, or they're just like we can't deal with him anymore. We got, you know, things put away with him. So, yeah, Lex. So that's a weird Lex is deal. Fine. If we're thinking about Superboy Prime, that might be a little bit more. Like, I don't know which one's more personal because Lex is his father, created and stuff like that. Yeah, and he yeah, turned yeah. Him against yeah. His he, friends. But, but Superboy Prime the also killed level him. One. Yeah, I think the killing is a little more because the Lex stuff, again, he kind of, you know, got over that. He kind of figured that out, kind of, you know, dealt with it. Do you but ever even truly then, get over your father, well, Jim? Maybe not. Maybe not. But. Even at one point when you have all these things going on and you end up having Tim, uh, man, what is with this world being so against him, Drake? I don't know. Why? Why? Because you're playing that idea of people being mad because he's now bisexual. Are you doing that? I don't get it. Like you are doing things and you end up Laura Braga on art. It doesn't seem to be in tune with what the script's doing. So something yeah, on I that line that of whole, communication. What happened to my hand? I'm like, nothing. It's right in yeah, front of you. Yeah, something you with about? that line of communication went down because obviously she had to have been told, draw these characters on this page, but it doesn't play out where Mixie's like, look at these people with their crazy sexuality. It's like they're not going to go that far, but you're kind of thrown. It's weird. And we're stuck in the middle. Like I said, it's just this fight. Of these new characters suck But the funny play is Some of the things that Mixie's saying kind of makes sense And so what are you doing You have to I want to see more of these heroes I want to see them evolve and grow like they did 15 years ago Before they were de-aged and taken out of time Into different things and now we're just back to square one From 1999 If you're doing this you gotta Make your characters in the You have to be smarter and more On the nose with your regular things Because again it feels like It'd be like me Bitching to you about Halloween 3 uh-huh, and me uh-huh. going But I, you know way more Than me I, I've seen it twice Maybe in my life and it's it's funny Right I get it but me Lecturing you about how it's good or bad You're not gonna listen to me because I don't know shit about shit. I'd be there. I'm like, just happy you're finally talking about horror with me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but even so, if I ended up starting to really time. like, you don't understand, Eric. I'm this and that. You're gonna, you're just gonna sit you're there and tune idiot. me out, or you'll say that. You'll <laughs> say you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Actually, you would be like, okay, where did you read this? <laughs> but that's what she's kind of doing. She's looking. Okay. What are the problems? I can get there having you can like, like Halloween three all you want. It's a mess of a movie. I'm telling you, you have a freaking a Sam Hain cult, you know, making masks to sacrifice children who are and their acolytes or androids that go and do their bidding. I'm like, I don't know the fuck's going on in this Five movie. Five more days till Halloween. Yeah, and that fucking thing. Well, <laughs> I that, like the be in my head all day Shamrock. Now. I love it. Uh, but it feels like they're like, hey, my and the, at DC, it feels like you don't have writers pitching stories. You have editors pitching stories. Two writers to then write it And I think that this got down to the idea Of okay well what pisses These kids off well you know These guys kissed and those guys did this And whatever 
because nobody's quite remembering it's not the even the idea like what this is the kids off and stuff like that. What do you mean kids? You mean the readers of the people in this book? No, I mean the people in the book. I'm okay, talking I'm about the my idea kids. Because <laughs> you you're trying <laughs> you're trying to rip apart the family aspect, then rebuild it and then get applauded for it. That's all that they're doing. So what is the tension? Why would they be mad? But they already resolved almost all of this and the way and angles that she goes in are, are wrong. Now when Tom King does this and when Megan Fitzmartin does it, people read Tom King books. Yeah, that's true. I mean, he has his fans. People are reading it. People ain't reading this. This this is a bomb. And Dark crisis, everybody. <laughs> it, it's just and this is like one of the big, you know, it's a series. It's a tie in series. So at the end, you end up family wins over everything. They end up going back to the world for some reason. You never can explain anything in this, but speed force uh-oh. magic. Mixies followed them. What's going to happen? Also, at one point, out of nowhere, even though it would make sense, whatnot, you do throw in because somebody told her, you know, if he says his name, yeah, what the hell is that about? The idea where Mixoplick has to say no, but Mixoplick has to say his name backwards to defeat him. This one is just you have to say your own name like he's Rumpelstiltskin. Got it wrong. And it's too late. Like, that's the thing. They should have huddled together. How are we going to beat him? Well, I know what Mixie does. But, yeah, she, she even got that wrong. I actually even forgot. Yeah, you're right. She, he just says, what's your name again? You got to say Kill Tipsy Sim. Yeah, I guess the whole deal is, what'd you say about my wife? You end up where he has to say it for her because he's a son? I don't know. I don't know. They seem to I know do, this, I though. I don't know. I But they got it wrong. I so, yeah, he's in the regular world. Looks like you can't get rid of me that easily. All right. Get out of town. Next thing he's going to be like, anybody got that milk extra? I need some of that shit. Uh, let's go with the toxic nonsense. But, again, you, you're trying to fight with somebody who doesn't care about you, that is not reading your book, and we're stuck reading it. And we're just there like, and really? I what? Why are you attacking characters. me? I want to have a good time with these characters, but you're just pretty much going out of your way to say, you're the problem with comic books because you enjoy these things. You are the bad guy. I'm like, to a degree, but I also like those new things as well. Why can't we have both? And you know what? I also want them both done in a good way, but I'm not getting that either at this point. Yeah. I mean, this could have been a book where you read it and like, you know what? Finally, a young justice done right. And somebody who has it, I really want a book from them later. And there's no way anybody's thinking that. And also Mixie should be in like flannel. He should be like shooting up heroin. Get all the things. Get all the, the hell toxicity. Are you talking from. About? He's from just, the nineties. He's ready yeah, to go. The cool nineties, not the dirty, yeah. scary nineties. No, I'm telling you, the cool nineties is flannel. People love that shit. So you end up having that. You got the jorts going on. <laughs> yeah, he's got like fucking insane oh, clown posse face painting. You got the jorts. Get go with the flow here. The go hoodie, with your the deal. The hoodie would be great. Skateboard, all that shit, right? You know, the, what was that? Jack Noseworthy hanging out right next to you. Like, hey, high five there, pal. I, I got to go back and look. Does he have a chain wallet? Uh, no, that, that he has to have. <laughs> that was where, that's when I realized that I was too old for my own age. I'm like, what do I need a chain wallet for? Oh, my goodness. What are you taking it for a walk? Like so those jokes that got me beat up all the time. That sort of thing. Plus, but they didn't steal your wallet. Up. Remember when I went to school, it's like one person had a tattoo, and I think they did jail time. Then you couldn't find anybody without one. I had a tattoo when I was 15. I never inked myself up. This is a temple, Eric. A big, fat temple it is. Uh, but what would you give this? The thing is, I like the art in this a lot, except for the inconsistencies where the art and story don't collide very well. It's just not showing you what's going on in the actual page. 
But the way the characters look, I think, looks great. Things devolve to a point where all the cool stuff that you want to see with a fifth dimensional imp that can create anything just becomes glowing red blobs, which is very uninteresting. So ultimately, with a shitty story, art that is up and down throughout and giving us a fuck you five. Oh, my goodness gracious. I didn't think you were going to go there. I don't have it, Eric. That's a banger. There's just everything about it was wrong. Edit that out. I actually thought that, and that's the thing that got me. I thought that the art was good, but you're right. It messes up constantly. So I'm going to have to give it a fuck you five, too, without having the fuck you five sound. How could that possibly happen, Eric, that I would do that and be able to... Go and this not is longer have than Young that. Justice miniseries. <laughs> Do, am I going to have the musical one, though, Eric? Is that power? Oh, fuck you! Right on time. That's a musical one. <laughs> Just something we played. I played it last night, and you said it was more long-winded than me. Don't you remember that <laughs> musical? <laughs> I thought it was funny, and you did not like it, but maybe we'll see that Man, that was like 24 on. hours ago. I don't remember Maybe shit. we'll have that later in the section. Probably not. But what is the next book, Eric? Next up, we have what could be the best Titans book going on right now, and possibly <laughs> the best Tim Drake Robin book we have right. going on right now. That is Titans United Blood Pack number two, written by Fuck Captain you! Scott, with art by Lucas Meyer, T- uh, or Mayer. I don't know. It's a, I think it's Meyer, but Tony Avina and Carlos M. Manguel. And if anybody remembers from the last issue, you know, the idea of continuing on the Titans United universe with the Titans team we all know and love of that universe, with the ex- exception of Red Hood has been replaced by Tim Drake Robin. And in that, they were fighting the Brother Blood, the Cold of Blood. And then out of nowhere, Raven shows up and says, you know what? I'm going to go with you, Brother Blood, and do all this cool stuff. And then the universe was remade. And now we're in the, the Raven Blood universe where they have taken over with the Holy Church of Raven. There's no more like, you know, Church of Blood or anything like that. But the Church of Raven has taken over everything. And we have the Freedom, the Freedom Five going out there trying to take them down and bring the world back to what it once was. And for some reason, for some reason, out of all of our heroes going on here, Tim Drake is the only one who remembers what the old world was like and has to fight his way to get his friends back and his world back the way it belongs. And when I read this, I realized, oh, Kevin Scott, you're just doing House of M. And instead of Wolverine being the one who remembers, it's Tim Drake. You have House of M, but it's also kind of Days of Future Robin. You have it all together here. But well, you're right. The thing is, it's just it's just a remade universe where Wolverine had a healing factor. At least you could you know bullshit your way out of saying this is why he remembers. Tim Drake has nothing, and even when we have the idea in the House of M where he has to go to Emma Frost to use the psychic powers to remember, and then she uses those psychic powers on everybody else so they remember, now we have Simon from the Fierce Yeah, that's yeah, part of the Simon, you're right. He yeah, does the exact same thing to Dick I didn't Grayson. even think of that. For some reason, I, was, I kept thinking in my mind reading it, so when you ended up saying, oh, he's just doing a Marvel thing, the Marvel Studios, you said. I ended Studios, up like, oh man, I'm glad he said that, because I was thinking that too, but I thought the wrong one, because you're, you're right. It is. It's, it's, it's House just of a way lesser House, House of, of R, that, House that of Robin. makes a less sense. So even the idea of the stakes going on here, because at least in that, you had the idea that you had just come out of Wolverine Origins in the Marvel timeline of how things worked with the flashbacks, finding out who Wolverine actually was, not Logan, he was actually James. But now that he woke up in this world, he remembered the things that weren't in his life. He knew his name was James. So you had that at least going forward. That would be a continuation. But also, no more mutants at the end. What are the stakes of a Titans United Elseworlds story where Tim Drake is the only one that remembers the world that once was and has to get his friends back on, like, back in order to go to find Raven and say, hey, Raven, the fuck? Yeah, and, and with that, you bringing that up, Eric, that, that's a pretty much a hot take. Is it? Ooh, that's a hot take. That's spicy. <laughs> <laughs> 
I forgot that it was the sexy one. There you go. Musical. <laughs> that was, huh? <laughs> to me, it was. Oh, my goodness. That cracked me up. But, yeah, when you get into this, though, felt like it's been a delay since the last one. Or it was just the idea of jumping in. I'm like, what the hell happened? I had to go back and kind of page through the first issue for a second just to kind of get back in the, the swing of things. The groove, yeah. But then going into but, it. But what did the last issue really matter? It was the Titans versus the Fearsome Five. Simon got a hold of everybody with the Church of Blood and the Church of Blood, you know, Brother Blood, betrayed the Fearsome Five as they said he would. And then Raven said, popped in out of nowhere because she'd been missing. Nobody knew where she was. He says, I will do the stuff with you, Brother Blood. And then bam, universe. Now, I liken this where this is like the universe where don't you say that. Like everybody's mad. Like, Hey, I'm Robin. I'm Tim what Drake. You Robin. Say, don't, don't you, you say that? Don't you call yourself a hey Robin there, ever Bruce, again? What's Not up? Since don't Jason. you say that? <laughs> oh, Jason, I don't you say that? Everybody's mad at that, what he's saying. Yeah, hey, yeah, Bruce, exactly. what because up? the whole point is we have Jinx and uh, Tim Drake fighting off some, you know, brother blood acolytes and stuff like that. And then Jinx eventually brings Tim Drake to Mammoth and the headquarters of the Freedom Five, not the Fearsome, because. That pisses Mammoth off. And one of those things you can't say. Don't you so, say that. So even the idea is like, he says he's a Robin. We got to take him to the man. So they go to Batman. He says, Bruce. And then Bruce punches him in the face. Or not Bruce, but Batman punches Don't him. Don't you face. say that. Why'd you say that name to me? <laughs> I'm like, just keep your mouth <laughs> shut, Tim. I do like the fact that, you know, Tim eventually does smarten up and fights, you know, back against Batman because, you know, yeah. he's just been getting beat up this entire time because of him saying things that people didn't like. I mean, everything he does, he just can't learn. He keeps opening his mouth. Even when he's like, wait a minute. That doesn't make sense. First, there was Dick. Then there was Jeff. Don't you say that. Jason's gone. Everything's going on. But in that, you kind of lose track of, you know, a big picture story because there's not much going on to progress any no, plot. It, this is it more is the of, idea of like, this is a weird world we live in. Let's say these things that keep getting me in trouble. All right, take me to the Batman. We find out that Bruce Wayne is dead because everybody was killed by the Church of Raven and stuff along those lines. You can't call it the Church of Blood. They get mad at tattoo. So yeah, don't you, you say that. Don't you say that. <laughs> don't you so say you that. You have the Holy Church of Raven along those lines. We go to see Batman, who's part of the Freedom Five here, who then has to beat up on Tim Drake until eventually it's like, look, we got Freedom Five stuff to do. Just leave the kid behind. We got bigger fish to fry because it turns out that the Church of Raven, not blood, has Simon. And, and then Simon's just betraying them because they lead him out because then you get like, uh, was a sister like oh what the hell do they call themselves these uh these acolytes of raven because they're, they're they're along the lines of like you know father frenzy and mother mayhem along those lines but they are a brother and sister duo i'm trying to get to the point though but it is just a lot of just like trying to understand the world but like in the most in your face way possible with like we want to keep secrets and don't tell you anything but it's just things are different here in this world that raven has created with brother blood but does it actually even matter because then you just have another what feels like a flashpoint scenario where things are not the way they're supposed to be and we have to get back and change them so the world is right again. But House of M, completely. Yeah, it's House of M. You're right. No more Bat Family. It's oh, kind no. of a funny play where you end up having this deal and run an assignment and you're going to play that idea that, Tim, is that you? And he's like, oh, my God, you remember. And he's like, yeah, I kind of can read your mind and see those things. But that really doesn't make as much sense. As say if it was a psycho pirate, because you have the Freedom Five, you have to have Simon. Oh, it's, and even it's, then, like you it's say, Sister it's Sister Sorrow and Brother Blight. Decent names. I like them. That's cool. Yeah, those are cool. Uh, but yeah, and all of that, even have them attack and Mammoth jumps in and ends up like, get out of here, you I swear jerks. the blood constructs are just carnages, though. <laughs> yeah, that's what it looks like as well. I mean, we're going all Marvel all the time here. and I bet Nell's involved. Yeah, really. And y- you end up where, you know... 
Oh, man, you, we got to go. No, we have to save Mammoth. He's already dead. I said get out of here, you guys. Run. Mammoth will take care of this. I'm like, I don't know. It looks like they might be able to save him from those carnages, but you, you know, see they that don't. Too. The idea when they run out, everybody thinks it's going to be okay because they were able to get out, bring Simon out. And then out of nowhere, Jinx has a freaking carnage that go through her like, like a like a symbiotendril that pe- impales her. And I swear you, at this point, she's dead. But no, she's fine. I'm like, yeah, she's fine. All right. I swore that was through your chest. Later on, it moves a little bit closer to the shoulder, it looks like. But I'm like, I should be okay. Unless, I don't know what's up with that blood, but I don't know if you want it inside you is all I'm saying. Yeah, no, I would not want your, you have hepatitis at least. You better get checked and start calling some of your former lovers. So you end up and like, hey, Jinx, what's up? Nothing could go bad if Jinx calls, right? Oh, shit. <laughs> shit, I am Jinx. That's a, you've been Jinx, yes, You told cards. me you didn't have luck powers. This is totally bad oh, luck, Jinx. Great. It's like, you, you've been Jinx. So like, oh, that's funny. No, no, turn around. Oh, shit, I got gonorrhea, hepatitis, and, you owe and me a Coke. And <laughs> you owe me three Cokes, and I do mean cocaine. Oh, yeah, this is the Raven universe. Everybody's oh, yeah, cocaine. yeah, everybody's bad. But, yeah, they have to get to Raven. They have to figure out how they're going to get this timeline back but but our fearsome five or a freedom five at this point like things aren't looking good thankfully we did reach a point in this house of m story where simon was able to read tim's mind see what the world looked like and then project it into dick grace and batman's mind so now he's on board with everything how could i ever forget you i'm like well, and in the city they're like i don't know how is it that tim's the only one that fucking remembers but it doesn't matter though because at the end we have our next round of, you know, Teen Titan members who shows up because another member of the House of Raven, the Church of Raven, is an evil Starfire. And I'm sure while it looks menacing, the Starfire is about to attack our Freedom Five or down a lot of members with Jinx and Mammoth at this point. Even it looks like Jason Todd. I want to say that he was a part of it, but it seemed like he died as like a, a Robin, so like in this world as well. It's a weird but situation. But I think they were all dead. teamed up. They seem to have a personal connection to him. With that, and but it's the funny, Justice League keep- is dead. The world's in turmoil, and then you have an evil Starfire that's your big cliffhanger. I'm like. No, no, we're just going to get to the first page. Next thing, we're projecting our minds will be fine. Yeah. And so when you, when you many, keep right? saying, yeah, when you keep saying, maybe it's seven again, because it's, the, uh, I don't know. But you end up where you keep saying House of M. And I was about to say, well, we'll just call this House of D. But that's like another story that I'm writing yeah, on the yeah, side. Yeah, don't do House of D. <laughs> it is six. It's two of six. It says yeah. on the front. So, yeah, this again, you made the joke. Still, the best Titans book going on right now, and still, I know that the joke is there's no other Titans book going on now, but the joke on is on us because this is the best Tim Drake book we have going on right now. I wish that it was. I You get this play in it, but it's not a much little goes too on, early. No, matter. not much goes on. Still better than House the Tim of Drake M. Ripple, book, right? Through and House through. D, still better. The big D. That's why I went to college for it. You end up where Tim Drake bringing the light to the darkness, you know, the Batman stuff. You, you could have played that up a little better. You could have done some different things here. And I, I actually think that a cool idea is the Freedom Five. Uh, but it's just there for a name. To well, it be just the feels like the idea of when you have, like, um, trying to remember how it's like, oh, and in the Flashpoint universe where Captain Cold was just a good guy now, he's Citizen Cold. I'm like, Citizen right. Cold. Eh, that's fine. But if you're going to do something like that, I, I might have wanted to see that explored a little maybe you have it i mean and even the way you have a lot forward, of that the but... freedom five that just sounds like an earth three ripoff where you have the legion of justice and stuff like that the crime syndicate of america it's just let's make this a positive name to the bad thing that you think of again we come out of that first titans united it was what you claimed at that time the best titans book coming out at that moment because it was the only one but it wasn't no great. no the thing is, 
the first issue, yes, I said that, but even the last series, that was going on to Teen Titans Academy, so that was the idea. Yeah, that that's Teen Titans true. Academy I thought sucks. you just meant Titans, but yeah, that was, but, but it did end up very wonky. It, it kind of fizzled by the end. And then you get into this, and like you said, it's just a generic story ripped off of House of M. And while I'm not a Marvel guy, I would say go and read House of M well before yeah, reading this. Yeah, that's one of your favorites. You end up telling me about it all the time, so... There's a lot of good feels in that. Even the idea when Spider-Man has to deal with the idea of, like, you know, he's married to Gwen Stacy in this universe, but knows that he lost her and is married to Mary Jane in real life, that he has a kid here and stuff like that. He Just knowing that everything that's here that he lost previously, and he freaks the fuck. Brian Michael Bendis, I'm pretty sure he wrote that book. That had some heart. That had some feeling. That had some stakes and emotion to it. This is just feels really Who flat. What is the stake? The best, of, best Titans book. I love those stories where you end up having that alternate deal where you, you know you have to change it back for the good of everyone, but you might have some things there that might be a little better as something that you always wanted. That, that does give the stakes and the feels, but that's the hero's moment decision. In this... You don't really, I, in my mind, you're not going to have that. Yeah, just looking at Brian Michael Bendis did write House of M. I was worried when I said that. Yeah, in this, uh, you know, they're just going to want to get everything back to normal because everybody's dead. It kind of takes away some of that from it as well. But what would you give this at Ultimately, the end? this is better than Dark Crisis Young Justice. The art's better as well. I Man. like the stuff that we're doing here because it reminds me of a story that I really enjoyed, but this is to a lesser degree. It doesn't mean much overall. But you can, you know... Put yourself in a stupid uh, state where you don't have to think too hard and enjoy a I DC call that version of House of New M. Jersey. Six there. out of ten. <laughs> Kiss my grits. Kiss my grits six. That's what I meant. That's why I was ready for Kiss that. My Take that, New Jersey. Eric, I just threw shade what at New Jersey. Jersey. Ah, you know, they know what they did. <laughs> they know what they did. I got beat up in New Jersey, Eric. You got beat up in Pennsylvania. Yeah, but you know, that's home turf. You know, I got, I got beat up in West Virginia, too. Uh, you know, you hear me talking great about that either. I ended up also getting, you know, certain things that Jinx may or may not have now in West Virginia as well. Uh, good memories, Eric. Good times, those were. Best but time let's, of my life. Let's continue. Probably was. Probably was. It's funny because I was thinking about that concept of, hey, I went to school, right? There's a concept yeah, for you. Yeah. But my buddy, Eki, one of my best friends in my life. I only knew the guy about two years, but yet he's still one of my best friends it, that I consider that because I don't think I've had a friend since, especially Aww. on this podcast. <laughs> but, you know, it's a weird play, like some I of understand. those things where you think about it, where you're like, oh, man, me and that guy were tight. And you're like, I'm going to talk to the guy and. That's the thing is, I was thinking the same thing today at work with a buddy of mine from the firehouse, stuff like that. Hung out, pals. Not, I was like a good, like a best, not a best man, but a groomsman in his wedding and stuff like that. I, like, he left work and then I stopped being a firefighter. I haven't really talked to him since, and he was a really good pal of mine. Yeah, it's weird how things, but you still probably consider him a good enough friend in Damn your right. life. But it's kind of a weird play where you're like, man, I really didn't know him for that long, and I haven't talked to him in a while. It's weird. I haven't talked to Aki. I think he is a, he's a doctor in an ER. And ends up also owning an online guitar shop, everybody. Yeah, I, I wish I could point you towards him to buy a guitar, but I have no idea. And that may be made up in my mind. I'm not sure, but I'd like to think that is the case. Harley Quinn, number Let me tell you about my best back. friend. Haven't spoken in 25 years. I made up a story of what he's doing now. Listen to my tale. He was Echa. in the band. He was one of the guys in the bands. Me and him started that band. Harley Quinn, number 23, written by Stephanie Phillips. Art by Matteo Loli, Rain Barreto, and Ann World Designs. Harley Quinn's dead, Eric. And so what we get here oh, is 
a, a bit of jumping forward that I wish that we didn't get, and maybe going to a be little jumping forward with the idea we had an amazing cliffhanger last issue. Harley Quinn's dad, Kevin, went to the fucking ends of the earth, doing any more than any man is should ever be asked to do to bring Harley Quinn back to life through the freaking League of Assassins, League of Shadows, using a Lazarus pet, something he knows nothing about. He heard about it. He went to the ends of the earth to bring Harley back. He did. She came back wrong. What a cliffhanger. Just to jump to this, where we're back where we were in Gotham City, and she has a coat that's following her because of a resurrection, where she's holding a funeral for herself. And the cult never feels fleshed out, right? It doesn't even make sense of why she would be there. And You have an entire issue here after a great cliffhanger, an exciting story that I couldn't wait to see, to come back to this issue to recount what we just read last issue, only to get back to the point where we left last issue. We have an entire issue that ultimately means nothing for what was already set up. Yeah, I was very disappointed by this. Fuck. And you ended up where you... I couldn't wait I thought, to read what, this issue. Yeah, I know, because a lot of people liked it. And that's the thing in this. I really got the feel that Stephanie Phillips was trying to get back to the basics and realize, like we did, that one of the solid gold things that she's done is Kevin. Focus on Kevin having Harley dead and then even bringing her back, but then having to nurse her in because of these Lazarus hits could have been solid gold as well because of the fact that Kevin's such a great character. And you almost feel like, yeah, that's not enough. So let's go back and really in this. Why? Oh, why? Why have a cult? Why isn't it just that the, the gang of Harleys found out that this was going down and Harley died? The quintessentials, I'm them. sorry. Yeah, the Quint- why not have the gang of Harleys? I need to see Harvey Quinn one last time, Eric. Harvey. It would be so great with Harvey there and Harlem and well, all that. Because as them. far as I'm concerned, that was another universe, Harley. Yeah, but you still had some little callbacks and stuff like that. Even have it where I think that people would enjoy Big Tony. All of them, especially in a year that's an anniversary, and they end up throwing a lot of things going. The only time that story going. ever came in continuity is when Tom King decided he was going to write Heroes yeah, in Crisis he did, and yeah. said that she lived in Coney Island. It's Harley, so you can just play things, whatever. And really what you're making is what almost feels like, oh, this is a new gang of Harleys, but you never really get to know them. No, so no, they're, it's just a bunch of assholes and clown noses and white face paint who are standing around a, a casket. Somebody call Clown Hunter. Get these assholes oh, off yeah. the book, right? He would go. It's a buffet for him. Who are you? Your worst nightmare. <laughs> That'd be great. But it's what Stephanie Phillips does. She wastes uh, I need opportunities. Clown to come in here with like you know full headdress, whatever he has going on for his clown hunter outfit and stuff headdress. like that. And so you know he has that helmet, with the know. weird little broom handle thing going up there. But uh, walk in here to see this going on. Like he was invited to, like by accident, had no idea what he's walking to. Sees all these guns. I just need him to stop for a second, pull out a bandana, put it on as he slowly says, the survival war, you gotta become war. <laughs> It'd be awesome. I'd even like it, the idea where- I just want to call it Hunter to start quoting Rambo. Harley's there and it's all dark. She's like, okay, everybody, you gotta get out of here. They all file out and then you see that one shadow left and it's got that like, mug. hey, buddy, I told you have to go. Oh, I ain't going nowhere. Like, Cloud Hunter, out. if you want to do something cool, he could be the whole intro to the original Blade movie with the, like, the raver vampires and the fucking, when all of a sudden it just stops and there's Blade said, I want a big clown party of bullshit jokers doing bo- bullshit joker things, and all of a sudden the music stops, they turn around, and there's Cloud Hunter, and everybody freaks the fuck out. Why can't he be that character? Yeah, that that would be awesome. That would be so cool if you ended up having that. But I said, these are the deals of... Wasted opportunities You ended up having a cliffhanger With a really cool idea going And then you just 
Go past no, the three. Might recap. as well have said at the end when she came out of the Lazarus pit, like, like, wait, did they get a load of me? Like, you know, that whole Jack Nicholson Joker line for how she has changed because the Lazarus pit has done something to her. We just jumped to this. No, no, she's fine. She's goofy, Harley, even a little bit more goofy than I'd like, even though it's upsetting Kevin because he wants to lay low because Harley was just murdered. He had to go to the end of the earth to bring her back. And now she's throwing parties and pretty much telling everybody that she came back to life. What if the person who killed her wants to come back? This is big questions. You spend an entire issue. It's like Kevin's upset because we have to explain what happened to the reader once again. And then Robin shows up completely out of character for even what's going on right now, but just out of character to the point where he wants to kill Harley because she came back from the dead because of Lazarus pit stuff. And you can't be messing with that be stuff. Bad. She might be bad because when you come back there, they're messed up. And that's where but I this said. This is the point in time where you show the elevated Robin that we've had ever since his Robin book under the helm of Joshua Williams, where he can actually come in and not be a piece of shit who wants to kill somebody, but actually talk to Harley, who is, while not an official member, but a pseudo outside member of the Bat family doing good works in Gotham. And he could be concerned about, you know, the darkness that ended up consuming Deathstroke and stuff like that because he's well, hitting how, how, at We that, don't even but... know this because even the idea of the Devil Nezha, the, the relationship to him and the Lazarus Island and the pits and stuff like that, we don't know what it means. We are currently in a book right now with Batman versus Robin where Robin has been taken over by the Devil Nezha, who has an association with the Lazarus. We know that Deathstroke's been taken over by the great darkness of the Lazarus pits. We don't know what's currently going on, but we just have a Robin show up because we need and a Robin show for I think a cameo. It, I think it's the the timing's a little off. I think that this would happen before the Batman versus Robin, but who knows? And this is where I said, though, where you ended up having, I'm telling you, the idea that Stephanie Phillips was told, no, you're not going to go and do anything with your book as a tie-in to Dark Crisis. She's like, well, I'm going to do it anyway, and kind of tried to. Tried to fudge it in with all that nonsense with the dark. And now in here, she's trying to fudge her way into Batman versus Robin. And it doesn't work. And yeah, Damien could have shown up and said, I'm here to check on you because nobody's supposed to use those pits right now. They're tainted. And I want to make sure you're the okay. story instead of making a character appear like, you know, out of character and just have Robin for the sake of having Robin here because ultimately with this whole thing, Harley beats his ass, which is weird. Makes me think of when she beat the Trinity in Heroes in Crisis. I, I understand. There's a there's a problem with the idea for how, you know, skilled a Damian Wayne is, one of the most powerful Robins there is for all his training growing up in the League of Assassins and like, you know, who his father is, who his mother is, everything you know about Damian Wayne. But Harley is capable as well. She's been in the game a long time and even being able to just, you know, push a Robin overboard a ship, you know, I think ultimately it's okay. It's not too overblown. I think it just works out, but it does lead us to at least to a point where we should have had this entire time where Robin's just drying off inside Harley's boat where they sit there and drink tea and talk about what's going on. Yeah, in that, though, you have the big zinger. I hate the water. Oh, hot chocolate. Oh, classic Robin. <laughs> you can, this is where you could have had I hate the water. Yeah, I hate the water. He says this all the time. I get so upset he says it this so much. This catchphrase. Yeah, in this all going down, though. Audience laughs. You, you could have had. <laughs> Cut it out. Yeah, you could have had so many things in this to make it work better, mainly because this Robin, and, and like I said, if I'm going to work with the outfit and everything, whatever, I'm thinking that this is, you know, kind of just after the whole Lazarus Island stuff, maybe in between you're going. and. You could have had a deal where you could have revealed that Robin goes and talks to Harley sometimes because she actually is the only one who really will talk to him like an adult. You could have the fun of just anything like that, but instead it's generic Danian, but then it's not because you just got it just doesn't play out there is well no at real, all. Like, a feeling that feels right here because Tuddy, he's over the top and he's worried about Harley having these moods like, you know, 
these uh, swinging moods that goes on where she's not herself anymore, where the Lazarus Pit does something to her. But he's coming off the same way, where he's violent and wants to attack her, and he's calm. And then as soon as he leaves, after they talk about you know how the Lazarus Pits are dangerous, then all of a sudden she goes, fucking city wants me to be a maniac, I'll be a maniac. I'm like, what's going on? I wish that he doubled back. The so tone gotcha. just keeps shifting in this book. Yeah, and it's it's out of nowhere. I Like you said, I keep thinking of the, the ways that you could have made this where it would elevate Damien, but also Harley to make it like, man, those two are good characters and they are cool. And it's nice. It's almost like the idea of having Jason Todd hanging with Killer Croc, you know, or Roy Harper, I meant. Yeah, yeah. Roy Harper having that AA deal, all that. But I'd like it as if somehow we found out that Damien, because he doesn't want people to know that he's sensitive or whatnot, may have gone to Harley a couple of times because she is a psycho. Hey, can I talk to you about things? And it would have been a neat little thing that we would have said, oh, that's pretty cool. But And then at the end, like him going over to Kevin and say, listen, I don't usually say this to anybody else, but you're doing a good job. Just make sure you watch her. Don't let anything happen to her because, you know, I like her. And then go off, especially in a point where he is, you know, starting to like the gals. You know, you end up having uh, really his girlfriend right now is very <laughs> much like in that gals. vein. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. She's she is like a little like emo. like you know, Yeah. Harley. So I think that this might have been the softer side and, and Damien able to look past some things and actually go. But I would have liked him to have this little deal with Kevin. Like, you know what? That was a pretty good shot. You gave me back there, you know, maybe give him a little tip or something and then punch him right in the balls. But no, you have Damien to be there just to be there. You said it. It's just to have a you know deal, but you can't have Batman. Let's have Damien. It just didn't feel right. It, it felt off the whole time he was there. But then it was the idea of who shot Harley. Who was it? Oh, it was this hooded character. I don't this know. This cloaked figure. And the thing was, is, I didn't realize oh it was a gun last issue. I swore it was a knife. And I mostly because I think I wanted it to be Phantasm because you had a cloaked figure who like disappeared in the smoke. I'm like, it's going to be the motherfucking fan. Not the, not the tall man, the Phantasm. Oh, uh, I thought it was the tall man. your angel of death. Boy, but is there any hints here you end up having bandaged you, arms? You have bandages, you- and whenever I see bandages like this, I just think of Hush. But I don't know. It's a cloaked figure with a fucking mummy arms and a gun. Yeah, it's just the unknown soldier. There it is. Mr. Negative. I I don't know. But yeah, you end up where, like you said, hey, I'm fine. Look at me. I'm the Harley. Boinky doinkies. Is that what she says? She says that as as much as Robin says, I hate the water. Uh, But then she turns dark. I love the idea. What? Gotham is they're going to see me. And then you end up where... You see this hooded figure shoots somebody, one of the clowns, then ends up having a knife, and then ends up with lightning. I don't know what's going on. Harley's pissed off, and then she's on a throne with with the hyenas. There they are, Bud and Lou. But Way yeah, to get and, a load of me. Oh, Bud and Lou. Yeah, I remember that she was recently on Twitter bragging that we were going to see some more Bud and Lou. I'm like, yeah, I kind of want a better story than this. And well, you end up having up last issue. Was like, oh, I needed a there. boat because of my, you know, my hyenas who I haven't talked about this entire time, stuff like that. But when you have Harley down below, it's like someone killed Harley Quinn. Someone tried to get away with murder. If Gotham really misses the old me so much, and then she throws a knife at Zaz's picture, though. And they should give the people what they want. So you have Harley, an evil Harley on the throne with blood and Lou and your aliens tentacled kitty monster up above kind of thing with an evil Harley who looks like she's going to take it to the streets because while she, it's such a weird idea. It seems like she will be vengeance. She will be the knight. She'll take it to the streets and take out murderers like the one who came after her, but go to a brutal aspect that the Bat family wouldn't cross the line of. They wanted to go back to like the idea when she says they want the old me and stuff like that. 
that that goes back to villainy. But with what's going on here with the, like the pictures on the wall and throwing knives at it, it almost seems like a new version of Harley. He's not just you know the Joker's girlfriend slash Man. villain. Yeah, it, it all gets all tossed and turned, and you get rid of what was kind of cool about last issue with Kevin. But this is where we should have picked this. up this issue now because we had a great cliffhanger, and at the end of this, we finally just get back to that cliffhanger. Like, we, we go away from that to do a whole issue of bullshit to have a Robin cameo that doesn't mean anything because they don't tell us anything new about the Lazarus Pits just for the end to say, oh, yeah, this is where we were last issue. We're back there now, and we're going to go with the one. I'm like, you wasted entire issues because the quintessentials didn't do anything here. You didn't need to have no, any of this. That was just there to have a name. You could have told a story instead of recapping an entire issue, what we learned last issue. That was ridiculous. I would have liked if Harley was like, okay, I am going to be the night father. Show me what I should be. Robin goes through the window. All right, I'll be Robin. <laughs> They're like, you can't be Robin. I'm Robin. But yeah, you have this just nonsense. We'll see. How I was the next so disappointed is, because I couldn't I wait too. for the pickup from that cliffhanger. It just, we finally did pick up at this cliffhanger. Yeah, there you go. And we'll see what this means. But again, it's Stephanie Williams who can't, she can't lay there with one type of Harley. She can't end up telling a full story. You end up where this book is all over the place as if it's always trying to readjust. It's always trying to correct, force correct, when she should just tell her story. Yeah, maybe not everybody likes it, but at this time again, it almost feels like that play of, oh, they don't like my fun little Harley. Well, now I'll give them what they want. Like it's a fight again. It's a, a writer saying, oh, fuck you. I'll give you what you guys always want. And I'll show you how bad it is. Well, you showed us how bad everything you write is. Except at the beginning, we liked it and we liked last issue, but it, like it's lost its way again. I'm really excited. It always, it's one of the most inconsistent books that we have done in quite some time that you just don't know what the fuck it's going to be. Is it good, bad, and different? You well, end up like things not Batman even making right sense. Yeah, yeah, it is. So with that, what would you give it? Ultimately, I'll give this a, it's the worst part because I, I like this story, but I don't like this issue. I well, Should I go to a six like Titans, you know, like it, uh, Titans mm, Blood Pack, or should I go? High. We're a 5.5. I do like the, the kiss my grip. It's really there. good in this whole thing. The, I love the art throughout. I just wish we actually got the story that they promised at the end of the last issue. Robin being here, completely out of character. Doesn't do anything yeah. for either the Harley or Robin or the story in general. Kevin has some moments, but it's also the same problems that Kevin had in the last issue as well with the things that he was talking about and how Harley was acting. You get a little bit more of the killer. Not much. Still a man of mystery. And ultimately, I'm going to go 5.5 after talking I'm this 5. through. I'm 5.5. That's what I was. I'd love to hit the kiss my grits, Eric. But yeah, it's 5.5. And you do end up, I really would love to hit that kiss my grits. Um, but you do get the feels with Kev. There's a fucking blip in the Matrix right there. It's kind of just the, you know, it's nothing different. You know, hey, Harley, I just don't want anything to happen to you. I love you, whatnot. And that's been fine. He has been the heart of this book, and we've liked it. But you got to tell more of a story here, especially after a strong issue, last issue. You you could start getting some momentum. And eventually, coming down the line, she will be off the book. I know that she's still on it in January, but I think that Teeny Howard might start in February. See you next year. Yeah, yeah, really. See you next fall. Uh, you end up where, I don't know, you got to come to the stretch run here. You only have a couple issues left. Make it count. And you, it looked like you might have been doing that, but now it takes a step back. It's but again, I don't know if this is just a weird issue. I like didn't have enough story Yeah, it might get better next. But where we needed to have a filler issue here with everything that we learned last issue and finally get back to where we were. So now we can tell the rest of the story because she was, I don't know, she she needed to fill out a gap of a certain amount of issues for That's the story. That's a weird thing to do the second part of a story, though. That's odd. Like, if you're going to fill the gap, 
do little bits and pieces of it throughout. Don't just go where, well, we have to recap the one issue we've already had. That is so weird. And to have the quintessentials that really meant nothing just thrown in there as a joke. Hey, who do you think would win in a fight, the Gang of Harleys or the Quintessentials? Yeah, I, I like the I like the Gang of Harleys, but in that one, like, Harley Sin to come in and blow them all up. That would be funny. Harley Harley Sin should come in and blow them all away. I just want you know. I'm surprised like Punchline doesn't show up. Hey, what up? Like stuff She's like that. Busy doing Punchline stuff. Yeah, she is. But all in all, yeah, five point five for me as well. But we're gonna go off now for a, a little a bit of a break. But then we'll be back to finish up the podcast. <laughs> He got his first real comic, got it at a five and nine, read it to his fingers plan, been reading comics most of his life. Him and some guys from school, they had a book and they tried real hard. Jake quit, Knuckles got married, Yannis was never gonna get far. When he looks back now, Spitting facts there, Eric. Here we are. We have two more books to go and, you know, two decent ones. Ones that you have been excited about, like a Deathstroke Inc. Another one, DC vs. Vampires. We need something to pull us back in. We need to be in the mob, then quit the mob, but then have something pull us back into the mob. You know what I'm saying, Eric? No. You know what I am saying. Uh, But. What are we starting with? We say DC versus vampires, right? DC versus vampires, number 10. Edit that out, Jess. Written by James Tynan, more a Matthew Rosenberg, but they have those both listed. Art by Otto Schmidt and Tom Napolitano. Now, with the idea that we've been told that James Tynan, the story, kind of maybe checks in a a bit. Do you think Matthew Rosenberg was throwing shade at Punchline to laugh at James Tynan and make him giggle? Or do you think he meant the like really mean intentions when you ended up Harley saying you're nonsense and not original? Did, did well, you the like thing that? Is, that's what just everybody else is saying because it is just another you know, pseudo girlfriend of the Joker taking on the persona, which is you know Harley Quinn right at this point, but even just a little bit more you know Joker evil, I guess. For how to, she needs to be her own woman, and maybe we'll get that out of the punchline, the Gotham game series. But I don't know. The problem with this series is how much is James Tynan doing anymore, and even the idea how much is written about this on the fly because. Things that happen right at the beginning of this are all depending on what happens in DC versus Vampires. I know, it threw me off. And the problem with that is this book has been terribly delayed. We've had side projects, spinoffs and stuff like that, like All Out War. And now we get to a point where All Out War has a story going on that's not finished yet that is showing us how it's finished over here. How do you get a book that's so delayed but then is too early on a plot point of another book because that's coming out that Starfire seemed to be put in? Because now the Batwoman have been brought back to Gotham and it's a, like a big problem for Grace and I'm like, that just took all the wind out of the sails of All Out War with a lot of the stuff they were doing over there. And I, I said at the beginning, and I said from the first issue, and it's kind of gone back and forth or whatnot. There's points in this where Otto Schmidt's art, I don't really know what's going on. It's not as bad as All Out War, but there's some points where I think that it needs to be a little more defined because they are big moments. And you kind of go, but people who haven't been reading anything at all with All Out War, I think they're going to be confused of what's going on with Starfire and things with that, because it's hard to even tell 
what exactly is happening. And then she I'm like, black the Adam on fire. And pretty much just all she does for here, you know, maybe she wants to get a little bit payback on Dick Grace eventually. It seems like that's going to be Babs's job through and through. But ultimately, she is just a diversion here for our big heroes like, you know, Black Canary, Batgirl, uh, Harley Quinn, and Frankenstein to get into Gotham proper without the the big heavies, you know, coming down on them as soon as they try to get in there. But to me, there's at least and two or three win. points where I was a little confused of the progression because of the art, but it's not that bad. You see what's going down. By the end, it's kind of cool what Barbara has set up. But again, you're playing a series that has been going on we're trying to kind of get back into it because of the delays and just not really being that into it and so by the end a lot of this issue including that starfire while it is being set up but it's not set up fully yet while we're reading it but even the stuff with barbara oh i set this up a lot of the stuff is hey i did this off panel and here you go and you get it and it's cool enough but i don't know that i just need this whole series as an ending of Hey, let's go kill Dick Grayson. I know there's, you know, probably not that much else to do. And even talking to some people about this, I get it that it's just like one of those popcorn type action movie deals. This isn't going to be a mind bender. This is kind of what it is, but it gets to a point where, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know if we're getting enough each issue and that if I'm really gripped by what's going on. Uh, it's okay, but even I'll even point out again another thing. Damien is there, and Punchline, when they go into Gotham, she's there, says, hey, I took over. She's a vampire, but she's not really done with the dick race. She works at the one black point, markets. Yeah, so at one point she says, hey, I need you to kill somebody if you want me to get you to Dick Grayson. No, we don't kill anybody. Damien goes off panel and just kills Two-Face and brings it back. And I'm like, Such a, was that honestly, it? Uh, the thing is, I don't you know? know why she wanted Two-Face killed. Probably just uh, competing for but the black market aspect of it. I really didn't care. I like the idea that this was all resolved with the heroes trying to be all altruistic. Like, we're still heroes, even in a world full of vampires. And Damien just goes off of his own off battle and murders Two-Face. And okay, let's go on. I didn't think that he's a wild played card, out very Jim. well. To me, he's a wild card. But I would have liked that the idea of her say... As Can't they're actually Jim. discussing it, he's bringing it in then. It's that delay. Like, it, it kind of lessened, like, oh, you mean Two-Face? I already took care of him. I didn't even know he wanted him dead. But, hey, you know, say la vie. And throws the head down. Or he goes in his backpack and he's like, let me see. Uh, you know, oh, yeah, here's Two-Face. I killed him before. But I kind of wanted to know at least something of what it meant. But like you said, you can kind of. You know, figure out that he's probably running some of the underground. It's she funny, wants to though, have her even own the deal, idea but... and stuff like that, because when Punchline is trying to get the idea, look, you do something for me, I do something for you. Doesn't matter if I'm a vampire. I'm getting a little bit tired of your human supremacy over here, but I just need you to kill someone. We don't kill people. We're better than that. Yeah, you've been killing a lot of my vampire brethren, though, but we don't do that. We're heroes. Well, maybe one of your precious Suicide Squad, bro. you're wasting your time. They won't either. And take me in immediately. You want me to kill him? Okay, I'll be right back. Yeah, he's back. Again, he's kind of not in their deal, and he's a vampire. Because even the idea, Damien brought them here to get them access and stuff like that from what he knew when his time in Gotham. He was trying to take out, you know, Dick Grayson previously, which he failed at. But even the idea when Babs is left here by Punchline, where she refuses to do anything, she says, when she says, damn it, Damien, it's actually so funny because it acts in two ways now because he brought them here. Punchline's almost betrayed them and put him in a really... uh, terrible situation and also damn it damien because you're going to go and kill someone so we can continue on yeah and they're going to continue again that's damien doing he's a vampire as well this whole so. thing, because i don't even really care about the king of vampires dick grayson in gotham and this you know batgirl suicide squad if that's what they're calling it here i would never call it that but that's what they're calling it in this book don't care about any of that in the freaking bad signal uv lights don't care about 
I care about Green Arrow and Smallville, and I was yeah, really I don't care looking forward to that. more about this because I wanted to see Oliver Queen take it to Hawkman. But what we do instead, he gives Hawkman, a friend of his, even though they've, you know, butted heads all the time in the past, they are still friends. Hawkman's a vampire. He gives him the opportunity to freaking just stand down so Green Arrow can do his job here and free these people at this blood farm in Smallville. And he's arrested. He's put right back. He's put into the concentration camp. And he's trying to free all these people from him. And you have Grifter here again. And this is such a funny play because I like that, you know, Ali is staying altruistic as well. Where he's giving him the chance. He doesn't want to kill a friend if he doesn't have to. He will. He definitely will. And he has a backup plan because him getting arrested, that kind of throws a wrench in everything he wants to do, except this is what he kind of wanted as well because he goes in here and it's such a great thing where he pulls out this little, this little pendant where, you know, Grifter's like, oh, you got some pot in there. I can really go for that. Everybody's like, you know, needs to loosen up a little bit. He puts it on the ground and unzips, unzips his fly. He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I ain't willing to go that far for it. I don't care if we are in prison. Would you shut the hell up, Grifter? Just piss on this to the point where whatever is in this, like, you know, plant material that he pours out of this uh, pendant, he is giving water to, re- like, you know, raise Swamp Thing here. So now you have a wild card within this whole small build bit where Swamp Thing and Green Arrow and Grifter are working together to free this, you know, concentration camp for the blood farm. Yeah, I like that Swamp Thing's there. I didn't go for the whole that, deal of the peeing stuff. I thought it was made lame. made me laugh when he unzipped his fly so much. Like, wait, I thought wait, it was such a force deal. I thought it was such a over-the-top force thing where he's, come on, I need some things. At one point, it basically kind of seems like, come on, I like getting pissed on, like the R. Kelly. And I'm like, nah, I don't really care for that. I, I Maybe I'm a prude, but I thought that that was pretty off. And I don't think anybody was talking about piss, and I think you want to get blown in Grifter's mind. Well, he kept saying, do you have moisture? You want to get this? I need this. I need you to pee on me. He's like, I'm not peeing on you. I'm out. And I'm like, eh, it didn't make me. But before that point, though, because even the idea is like, are you, are you getting high right now? Because not the best time, but, you know, fuck it, I'm in. And then all of a sudden, Green Howard just unzipped his fly. Help me out here. Wait, I'm out again. <laughs> yeah, it didn't play out well for me. Plus, I thought the art was off there. I didn't know exactly what was going on. And then even Just like when you, you in have, real life when men unzip well, the flies you around the you. the thing in the back, What's like the swamp on? thing thing is now it's just like, it, I didn't even know. I thought it was like blowing, le- blowing leaves, Eric. But yeah, I thought it was there. It was two two pages of this nonsense where it did nothing. You got Swamp Thing because they had to piss on some weeds and you have to make jokes about blowing and pissing. It just, usually that sort of thing might play well with me. It didn't. It fell flat. I'm telling you, it would feel out of place for this to happen normally, but because Grifter is there and it's happening to Grifter and he's the one who's like talking about it, it works so well for me. Yeah, yeah, I didn't like it. Actually, it pulled my score down a bit because I just thought it was just nonsense and didn't need to be. Like, I actually thought it was more funny when Harley's trying to get away and takes her clothes and puts it on the mop and then's running down the hall naked. And then she was <laughs> just going to be let out anyway. Vampires man is blown. <laughs> and then when they end up saying like, where are your clothes? Oh, I gave them to the mop. See that I thought was funny. That's funny too. Yeah. I didn't think the other thing was funny at all. I, it really threw me off. I just thought of the, you keep asking, can you piss? Can you piss? Is there any moisture? I'm like, I don't know what the fuck's going on here. I'm scared people are going to piss on me. Yeah. Damien comes back with the head and then here he is. And again, though, it kind of like, I don't know. It felt like something. Okay, let's get moving. And there's not much going on overall in this. Yeah, they get into Gotham. And by the end, you end up having a really cool cliffhanger. But the rest of it is just kind of hanging well, tell you, this are. stuff plays way better for me because the humor aspect in my mind, it's not, not even just the humor, but I appreciated the humor and the Green Arrow aspect in Smallville, but just what Green Arrow is doing there, that's what blew me away last issue. I wanted to see more of that. This is more of a low key, though, more than like, you know, less of progression and just kind of like 
filling out the space for the character and what he's doing next. Now we have Swamp Thing. That's pretty much what you get out of this whole thing. But when you go back to Tamala and have, you know, Supergirl and Steel and she's being like, you know, Supergirl has to be res- uh, resuscitated yeah, resuscitated by Steel here. And then we find out that Jaina is like in a water form comes out here because she was feeding the little air she had to keep Supergirl alive. This part fell flat for me and the idea that they have to find some place here. Because now we're just having Jaina back when it really seemed previously that she was torn apart by Aquaman's telekinesis. When, I mean, Aquaman's that he this. shouldn't have. But then also... With her powers have, that she shouldn't have. Exactly. With powers that she shouldn't have either being in the water form. Like, this is really falling flat for me. I know Supergirl's our linchpin. we got to go tear this thing down so we can, you know, unblock the sun and get Supergirl back powered up so she is our big player going forward. But everything else in this, even the Gotham stuff, which I care less about than the Smallville, it still plays out way better. Now, I think that the whole play of this whole book is there's no real emotion to it. Yeah, you have a bit of humor in this, but it's the vampire deal. We we ran out of emotion. Well, again, you end up having like even the deceased that we didn't love as much as other people, but at least you had some emotion there. This is just, like I said, an action movie. You're going to take down the vampires. There's more humor. It's more of, oh, let's see which character is a vampire. But now that's kind of pushed aside, too, because we're just going. Everyone's staring down all the time. But again, when you're there and you're like, okay, do you care that the the food farms, the human farm, are they? But if you end up. But Green Arrow does. If Supergirl, you know, accomplishes what she's going to do, then none of the other stuff really matters much. If they end up killing Dick Grayson, none of the other stuff really matters that much, possibly. But, you know, you have this farm that just gets. What about the farm in Florida with Baron Cinder? Yeah, and that's, again, that's in the other book. They're not really doing it. And I, I guess things worked out with that because they got the star. Uh, so disappointing called? to find this out out of nowhere Starfire like that. here. Yeah. So I, I just don't know. Like all these pieces of the puzzle, they don't necessarily go like, OK, that'll be cool. And this, this and this, they all happen. And boom. It's just kind of like, OK, well, which one do I care about? I don't really care about any of them. I'm just here to see how it goes. And yeah, maybe get a chuckle or two. I just didn't get it from grifter and green arrow so talking about getting high and and blowing Prison humor, I Jim. just yeah i just that didn't really get me and at first the first time reading i didn't even know what was going on i just thought he just wanted like him to get beat on him but yeah you have this like the art going was on, there guys? with this pendant. i'm like even then he's just got a pendant and i didn't even know what was in it at that point or what was going on like oh man no way you're into that shit like what shit? He's got a little pendant. What's going on? And then Look, I'm, oh, we're in a prison movie. I'm going to need you to blow me now, Grifter. Yeah, yeah. And then I'll save the world. Yeah, it really didn't do much for me. But then <laughs> whoa, you whoa, also whoa, have buddy. you also have punchline. She has, you know, these big bad. dudes, but she's going to get them in you know a little more towards uh, Nightwing. And you do have Barber say to Damien, you know, and that might be the only bit of maybe some feels, but even then, it never plays out like that. Because she said, I know why you're upset and why you you didn't kill him. You were right there. You could have killed him. Even after what he did to all of your brothers, you still couldn't kill Dick Grayson. He gets mad and storms off. But the whole play here. Yeah, the whole play here, though, is that you end up having the bat signal. Barbara has ended up, you know, smuggling things. Look, it's into a cool idea, Gotham. but the idea of smuggling things into Gotham seems nigh impossible from everything we've seen so far. But now they all of a sudden we've been spending it. months smuggling plans and you like your know, pieces of this whole plan into Gotham so everybody who's left in the Bat family or just the resistance in general can put together a UV bat signal, whether it's up on top of buildings, handheld, or sometimes for the signal actually be a part of his chest plate just uv lights with the bad symbol this is the big plan now we just have you know 
pretty much death race for vampires all across Gotham. Yeah, exactly. And and they try to explain it. Hey, listen, Dick Grayson, he's a pure vampire. He don't go with that farm shit. He likes to hunt, so he lets people live. And that's why he doesn't kill him. And I'm able to smuggle this in. And I'm. But how do you smuggle it in when everything we've been told about even getting you here has been not yeah, impossible? Was, yeah, exactly. And and if you could smuggle the stuff in and had been. Like it was a big deal that Harley even got out previously. And you might, if you did this, you probably, number one, probably would have dealt with Punchline before then, if that's the case, because she works the underworld. Or you'd have connections to get in without her if you were smuggling things in. So it, I it will is tell you this, play. though. When you have all the gigantic bat signal spotlights on all these different roofs and all of them come together and start shining on the penthouse that Dick Grayson has, so he's like pretty much death rays all over. He just has to hide behind a table while everybody around him, including, I'm pretty sure, a a gorilla, a gorilla grod vampire is pretty much burned up here. He's but dead. It's yeah. kind of a cool idea to have this as pretty much, you get out of this little spot there, Dickie boy, you toast. I like the idea. There's me so dense. Why did they put Gotham must fall across the deal? <laughs> when when we're doing all this, though, it, it was cool. But again, I, I thought that the art in certain places didn't really play off well. And by the end, it's a wow moment, you know, lighting up the deal, but... Light up the night. Take back the night, Jim. Just like that church last night. I, I remember this, You can't though. trust vampires, Jim. You can't trust vampires. Never. But even when you're going, like, I keep Except thinking... for David Boreanaz. How is him. this going to end that I would be like, oh, my God, this is a must-read through and through. And I, I just don't know that we're going to get to that point. It's just kind of a nice little side elsewhere story. We said before, we didn't know if this was something that needed 12 issues. Maybe it didn't. Didn't need 12 issues and a shit ton of spinoffs. Yeah, yeah. The spinoffs are weird. Something that really doesn't have that much DC vampire, DC versus vampires hunters. DC versus vampires killers. DC versus vampires all out war. We're going to tell about a story that you're going to have resolved over here without this. I'm like, there's no way any part of this was written by James Tynan anymore because this is being written on the fly and can't even come out. And through, like, I'm telling you, even the idea that it's like big pot points are being like taken care of over in spinoff series. I don't know if like James Tynan just had it in his contract that his name had to stay on this because it was a basic concept. Yeah, I think that that's the deal, the concept. But there's no way I mean, any of this is from the original story anymore. It's a weird play, and I'd like to know how that is, because even right now, Donny Cates has been having some problems. I don't know what they are, but he's not writing his comics at Marvel. So people are going in, and it's the same deal, like plot by Al Ewing and Donny Cates, script by Al Ewing. I'm reading, I'm like, this doesn't sound like anything Donny Cates now, like at this point, but when does it become... Okay, it's just Matthew Rosenberg. It's just a, it's a weird play, but it's the concepts and stuff. And maybe it's like a solid, hey, we'll both go in and yeah, you're because I think that maybe Matthew Rosenberg might end up, especially nowadays, say, yeah, put that Tynan name on it. I might make some more money because his books do sell better. So maybe it is even that play. Um, but there, what would you give this? See, I like the art. They're like it's the same style that we've had the entire time, and I enjoyed the majority of it. And some of the ideas with the beginning of the book, with the Gotham stuff, it's just really disappointing to have this whole aspect of all-out war resolved over here, which really means nothing. It's just all right. We're not worried about this anymore. You don't know why, but maybe one day you'll find out. Stuff at the end is a cool cliffhanger where you have the UV lights. I don't dig the explanation, but overall, I like this book still. I like a lot of the aspects of this book, the humor, the gore, the fun stuff of it. So I'm giving it a seven out of ten. Yeah, I, you're a sucker Suck patch seven. I think I'm going to kiss my grip six, so it works out, Eric. Yeah, I'm about a six. Okay, I so just, how does that work out? I'm not, well, I have sounds for both of those. I just, it's it's cool enough. It's that thing, but when I'm done, I'll, I won't remember, not remember, I won't think about this book until the next time it pops up. It's just not just anything like every that's other sticking book. with me. 
But yeah, I, I had problems a bit with the art myself and things Zip. where I'm like, what's going on there? Who's that? Oh, that's that. Who's Grifter Blowin? I don't need that. I'm like, is, Who's peeing on Grifter? is that lightning and the thunder going on with the, the Black Adams? Is he already on fire? Is he not? Is he doing this? I don't know. What's when he's going on, on fire, you definitely know when he's yeah. on fire. He's also also looks like he's got the lightnings going, but at that point, I, I swear to God, he's like laughing. He doesn't look like he's that much in pain. He's just got his mouth open like a vampire. And uh, yeah, and blah, then I'm blah, looking. Blah, blah, hey, blah. who's that? Oh, that's Firestorm. Oh, they mean over there where Starfire is. I, but yeah, I'm wondering what Firestorm's doing up there, just hanging. I, I don't know, Eric. What do you think? Just Firestorm hanging. Stuff. He's just hanging, doing Firestorm stuff. But we're going to move on to the next one. And really, I think that the big play is that the whole pot slash blow slash pee on me deal, it just didn't hit with me at all. So that probably was why you might have liked it a little more than me as well. I'm a bit of a prude. But He's we're all gonna about drugs off. and blowing dudes at Eric Shea. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Oliver. Deathstroke, Inc., number 14 wish I did is now. the... Final book of this whole podcast Written by Ed Briss and art by Dexter Sway, Veronica Gandini and Steve Wands we're going to continue and this is the Penultimate issue so we're going to end This whole year one Deal next issue and It's kind of a shame because I think that there's A lot more that maybe I wanted to See before the end we'll see how it Ends you need next the birth issue of Jericho, don't you Yeah well we'll probably push we'll, have a, push we'll probably end up having some time Jump at one point maybe by the very end but I thought we were going to get a little more, not just this one deal. Hey, I'm going to go and take down this guy, my first deal. I've been hired to kill Dr. Campbell because my word is Bond. I mean, I know that it is kind of similar, but it really still feels a lot of Wolverine-esque type deal. And and kind of that cliche, I'm going to go get the guy who turned me into this, this thing that I am. And well, that's by the, the end, that's you have the twist for Wolverine. That's revenge. This He doesn't care about more than the money and the contract he took because that is the idea, the essence of the story for this year one to find out Deathstroke is his word is Bond. And the character will live by that the rest of his He's days. now going to go after the guy who, I mean, he kills this guy because that's the contract. But now it seems like he's going now for revenge because oh, yeah, of all the, the things that happened. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying eventually if this guy would have been the, the main deal. He would have collected the money on his words bond, but he still would have been pretty happy he, of he killing this guy. He might still collect the money and then murder that dude, though. When he says to this guy, like, basically, you made all those people orphans and widows. That and was you tried the generals. To do that that is the vendetta nothings. part. But, yeah, it's kind of cool that it's also the idea of doing that. But I like the play here, and we've had it, and it continues in this issue. That idea of his first job. He may not get to do it. And this is something you don't want to start your career like this. You want to, you know, go. You don't want to be sent back into the minors. He yeah, so he's showing up to Destro. his first day on work with a sticker on his jeans. Yeah, really. He's there to replace a guy he becomes friends with and then starts hating. You asshole. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's one of those where you come in and you want to make this big play. Yeah, these guys, a lot, like you said, my word is Bond. That's a big deal in their game. But their game is also the PR idea of getting calls and getting the things. So you can't mess up hey, like this as on your first deal. As far as anybody knows, after all this is said and done, everybody who's going to complain about Deathstroke's job are dead. <laughs> you no, know, they will be. But you want people then to hear you about get that. that job so, done. So it is funny. It's like the guys who then hire them from now on, they have to watch out because they're on. Oh, let's see these Yelp things. Oh. Destro gets the job done, but he also kills everybody who's involved, including the person. Oh, shit, I'm out. 
That's I am only out. if you personally wronged well, him. That's true. In parentheses, I wouldn't, you gotta though. read all the way through that Yelp review. Uh, yeah, yeah, really. There's small print. <laughs> and it's like small print. Deathstroke may actually kill you anyway. But you end up where <laughs> I wouldn't want to do it if I if I find out like you're the guy. You're the guy I'm hiring the guy. people out. I'm one of these guys hanging the old head. I've been doing the, the gaming. I don't know why I said game, and I've been doing the killing. <laughs> okay. The killing is the game. and right? Call of Duty over there. I like the killing. And then all of a sudden, you're like, hey, we're going to bring this Deathstroke. And I'm like, fuck it. I retire. I'm out because he, he'll kill me because I'm kind of there as this company. Oh, no, no. You guys are on the same tip. No. All I know at this point in time is people talking in Seattle where everybody believed that Deathstroke was dead after he, you know, bested Green Arrow and got the, I don't maybe not bested, but got the better of him and got away. So right there, that's some street cred. Yeah, it is some street cred. And actually coming back is big. And I was going to say that. The idea, even if he didn't do this, they would say, man, this guy's persistent. I thought he was dead. He was he back like seven times. He killed an entire city block full of people. For That's how many people this motherfucker killed. He is car- death, carnate, and destruction in a single person. Maybe I don't want to hire him. I don't want a lot of collateral damage. Eric, I want a, a, a clean hit. Not this nonsense. But eh, who knows? I don't have a lot of money. Awesome. Maybe I have this to go first with what job. I do. Come on, my yelp. Shit's, shit's bound to fail. But you would get the idea of, man, this guy, you're already getting that deal that you would think that people are whispering, This you can't kill this guy. This guy's unbelievable, but you better try because he's going to kill you. Hell, and this even freaking cleanup crew that the general hired because he believed Deathstroke was dead, he hired this crew of three people who almost come off like the pack from Gargoyles, but they're like less, you know, like animal based. But I'm much telling they're, you, they're guys I wish they almost... went full out with it. They do go full out, but these guys seem like, 90s extreme like the you know, and i wish it went a little more you got three mercs here one just has <laughs> blades in his wrist another oh, one has yeah. a big ass gun another one's got a whip i believe it was but pretty much just b- and big the guy guys. Is a mohawk Aaron. and i'm telling you mohawk I'm telling you, they look like if anybody they ever watched Disney's gargoyles, this looks like xanatos pack and stuff like that for how they're dressed it's and cool the attitude though. i behind like that them, but that play that they're like these 90s they assholes. now need to kill dr campbell because deathstroke in everybody's mind failed and was killed when he you know, jumped off that building and freaking t- the swan dive right there before he woke up in the morgue, much to everybody's chagrin. But now he's trying to get back on mission. And in order to do that, he now has to kill everybody inside and these assholes trying to steal his payday. I mean, look at that one guy with the mohawk. They're not going down. Like they're not going down easy. This gun. There's no way this would work in physics type deal. I mean, he's pointing this thing. It blows the guy up. I think there's nothing left of the guy. It's so huge, and they're talking tons of shit. As they go, I actually like these guys. I thought they were pretty fun. They are generic merc assholes. I wish they were a little more <laughs> like, I suits. wish they were more of that, like, 90s. Like, you, you really got, like, I don't know. Call the one guy Bebop or something. I don't know. Right? Rocksteady? How about that? And Rocksteady, you got to, <laughs> that's all you need. So you go with, like, hey, Grandmaster Gun. That'd be pretty no, cool, No, I'm telling right? you, you have cer- certain things. I'm telling you, you have guy with big-ass guns, guy with blades, and guy with energy whip. Energy whip, yeah. That's classic. But yeah, they're there, and almost like that idea of being that newfangled, really cool, and, and there where Deathstroke is more a, you know, the classic guy, and he's come back from the dead, and they end up stabbing him and shooting I'm him. I'm telling you, it's such a weird again. idea, too, because it almost feels like, you know, Deathstroke's healing factor has, you know, it's slowly progressing throughout this, and it almost seems the way they're doing it here. Where I don't, I'm not saying it's canon or anything like that. It just feels like it, the way we're being presented. That each time he gets more and more hurt, almost like a, a saying how they get stronger. Like you know, the more they get beat up and stuff like that, because he fell off a building, he was dead. His healing factor kicked in slowly, 
This time we have Blades here go and sever his spine with a freaking shot, and then they shoot his fucking asshole up. Yeah, he's bulletproof, but we severed his spine. He couldn't stand anymore. And like, then he just crawled away, and now my spine's good again. You all fuckers just... You said the Saiyans. It's also like when they had that one origin of Doomsday, when he'd go out, die, they'd clone him, but oh, then yeah, he was the idea better. then you can't kill him the same way twice yeah, and you stuff can. like That's that. That's what just it felt like. It, it did feel like, and I, I like the idea that a healing factor would get stronger the more it needs to work. I mean, I think that's almost like an immune system. That's well, how I play, Jim, right, That, Im- that like immune system drugs. slash healing factor got to the point where he was completely dead for days and just coming across somebody with... Um, leprosy. Leprosy. That yeah. resurrected his See, ass. That's works. how strong that healing factor it, it's, is. It's like the heroin is what it reminds me of. Man, Americans, here's what I'll tell you. 90s, I'd rather talk about and see the heroin than the pissing on the pot over there at the DC versus Empire. You, I like the H, right? That you, Do you? When you t- What's happening? Yeah, I love it. Look at that pedophile bibbo. Now give me the heroines. Get it? You're like, man, I could do anything. I got all this energy, and I'm gonna. You know, go to work and be a good citizen. That's what the heroin does. I think you knew anything about drugs at this point. Yeah, what? I don't know anything about drugs. The only thing I know about drugs is actually seeing some of these people in this don't house. Don't do like, them. I'm telling you, for years, why Why is she so tired and falling down? Ooh, she must not have slept last night. No, no, that's called oxy, Eric. I learned that. Oh, my. But you end up where I do like that idea that, the healing factor, the more you go, it kicks in. Again, it, it I don't say that. that's canon. It just feels like that's the way it's presented. I'm not saying it is either. Though I wish that there was a Terrigen Mist that came through as well. And that, that would have been Shut cool. your mouth. Right? Nobody the needs a Terrigen Mist anywhere. All of a sudden, he's an inhuman. Uh, or is he inhumane, Eric? Oh, my goodness. Infamous. That's wordplay. <laughs> that's the famous wordplay we're known for. But, yeah, these guys. Again, I said I like them. And you're like, oh, they're just, I like them because of what they are and how it plays out. Because, they're yeah, disposable. they are they're cannon fodder, but they're there to be goofy, to show you almost like, hey, at, because that's some I, of the things that, that you this say. Is a buyer's market at this point. Just the idea that if these, like, these guys are good, but they're nowhere near as good as a Deathstroke. If this is his first job, everybody else there is, like, who's in the hitting business, they all suck as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> I like this deal, though, because you end up, and this is supposed to be back in the day, even so, but... The things that you say about these guys are kind of almost the wink, wink. That's what at points some people said about Deathstroke. It is or funny say too. If, if, if you or think about like that over. the timeline actually interacting with our own timeline and how things will play out to a current, you know, DC continuity with like, taking place in present day. I think with Jericho being pregnant, like Adelaide being pregnant, this is the nineties. Yeah, the nineties. I'm telling you, it's like ninety three. Kurt Cobain's still alive. Thank God, Eric. We we have it all at this point. So. You end up though, but I like, I just like these, <laughs> can't say it enough. I like these guys because of how goofy and stupid and just nothing they are because they think they well, are. Even when big. you have blades come out here, his big thing is you have swords that come out of his wrists, right? So you have this fucking, this idea that everybody can grab him because you, everybody has seen this character in comics or done like anywhere in medium. When Destro comes out of the shadows after they think he's dead and he starts, you can talk shit all you want, but I'm going to tell you. He cuts the guy's arms off, makes him over like Chato over there. That's all you need there. to do, what do you got right? now? Yeah, that's it. And I like, too, where at this point, it almost come, becomes a slasher movie. I mean, you or an alien type deal, right? Co- I'm telling you, they are, there are corridors, darkness. Deathstroke is coming out of the shadows and the slaughtered people left and right. I'm getting all excited. I'm not going to tell you that this is a great comic. 
I'm not telling you this is the best chapter of the book because it's pretty straightforward with what it's trying it to do. It is pretty straightforward. It doesn't offer you any great insights no. except for the general's the real bad guy. Dun, dun, dun. But it I'm having fun with this exactly. overall. And, and it looks great while it's doing it. Yeah, and like I said about the DC versus vampires, this is another one that, it, yeah, we want to see some of this year one, but it's it's an action movie. It's Deathstroke. And so when you're doing this, he dies hardest. I'm, I'm having a lot of fun with it because of the tropes that Ed Brisson is throwing in and playing with and even making fun of some of the things that maybe people made fun about Deathstroke and, and just in general, the characters like him. And I, I thought it was fun. And just on the aside is, is that Deathstroke's pissed because these guys have been called in. They think they're the better of them, but he's got to take them down. You got to prove yourself, Slade. I mean, there is that little thing. Yeah, he wants to get the, all the monies, but he also wants to be the word is bond. But I think that at one point before he finds out, he wants to be the guy that pulls the trigger on this guy who screwed with him. And what I really like that is a subtle deal. He's less upset, it seems, about that, but more upset of you really put my family in a really bad situation. You have set them up for nonsense. And I'm going to kill you. And then this guy, like most people do, please, please don't. It wasn't me. Dr. Campbell? Yeah. And Dr. Campbell, when he says it, it's funny because a lot of times you would think, oh, this guy's full of shit. No, it it really rings true the way he's saying it and exactly what he's saying. He's trying to kill everyone else involved so that he can be the only one that can replicate the results that we did before. The general's the real bad guy. He's just having everybody killed that can take credit. It's weird. I actually thought, and that's one thing, when he says... He wants to be the only one to replicate. I thought that what he was saying or what he should have said is he's getting rid of all the witnesses. He wants to get this rid of everybody revenge. who can this implicate This is about eliminating me. the competition. Yeah, yeah. And he, he says that. And it does end up ringing true. You he's see, Deathstroke does it. Now, with all of that, he still has Blam. a contract. And we've seen it before. This is the start and always has been Second with him. Campbell. Contract is a contract. And pretty much Campbell and that's what the fun play is and this is why I think that we need a little more books like this you know when we had like a Sinestro book when we had kind of villain books everything's up in the air like you couldn't have had this and make it Green Arrow he's not going to kill this guy at the end <laughs> unless it's the, the DC unless he doesn't arrow piss on arrow. him yeah but what I like though Deathstroke kills him that's full out 100% Deathstroke right it still is a good page turn, and it actually shocks you for a second. Like, holy shit, he did it. Like, not a shock. Like, oh, my well, God, that's, that's the thing. not so like him. a shock. I'm laughing as the doctor's pleading, trying to plead his case out to him. Like, oh, you're still dead, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> it's not like a shock like that. I, I To me, it was a shock. Oh, you went there, and you actually had him do it, and I give you kudos for that. And, yeah, and he's like, yep, my word's bond. Now I'm going to go get that other dude. Yeah, he's like, I'm, there's, I better get the money, and I better get some answers. He's all pissed off. And this was something, again, that I did not see coming. I think that there was a, a cool little bunch of cliffhangers tied together here where he's like, Wintergreen, Wintergreen, where the fuck aren't you answering? And we got old Mohawk there who did a Deathstroke to Deathstroke because Deathstroke ends up being left for dead. And, you know, you end up having him walk away. The healing factor kicked him really quick, but this guy did the same thing on him and he has Wintergreen. Now, with that, Deathstroke's good enough that you can almost think that he's just going to pop a hole right between this guy's eyes. But who knows? It's pretty cool. And again, you're playing with something. We know that Wintergreen lives. So, but it's still a cool cliffhanger. And I actually liked it. Uh, how about you? 
At this point in time, you really don't need Deathstroke to take the shots like this. You need to show that Wintergreen is capable of yeah, taking he care may of himself just at this point him, in time. Right? Exactly. Yeah. I need that out of Wintergreen at the end issue for the finale of the story arc. I like this issue overall. Is what you want is Wintergreen at this moment, he reacts. He goes to disarm him. But in the meantime, Deathstroke didn't trust him and shoots and shoots Wintergreen in the arm. Because nope, he's there that. disarming him. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> I'd like what that. I need is for like Wintergreen to knock the gun out, to give him a little elbow to the gut, spin around to a flying noodle kick, oh, and then Jesus take the guy Christ. out. Holy moly. What is he, Jean-Claude Van Damme? Jean-Claude Van Damme asshole? Scott Bakula with that from Quantum Leap. cool. He ends up doing that, and then he gives the dim mock. But then you end up where he says bottom brick, and then he just puts his foot right up his ass. That's the code, Eric. Uh, but I would have liked a little bit more, and I think that we'll get it. Obviously, the next Hopefully. issue is going to be of, you know, the family. We'll get more of that, even if it is I just, just don't know them how you calling deal with a lot of the stuff. family when you still have to go after the general. I'm I'm actually really thinking that it's just going to be getting calls. Adeline's calling. He's like, as he's killing the general, he's on the phone. But it's too. I wish there was a time jump because I want him to somehow have like a video deal and he's watching the birth while he's killing people. That'd be pretty cool. But yeah, we'll have to see. Maybe it'll just be the general in there. And then at the end of the last page, it's a boy. The end. But yeah, and then really too, just to point out that next issue is the end of the series. It ends then. Very disappointing. Yeah. I actually, at this point, maybe they didn't have enough confidence that, you know, me and you would like it because I don't think it's selling, but me and you certainly like it, right? Do you need to end it and just call it Deathstroke then? Because Deathstroke Inc. does not work anymore, and I, can, I can't even tell you if it ever really did. I'm going to get a hold of Ed Brisson. Let's just have him keep writing it for us, and we'll, we'll <laughs> review it. It's not a real comic. We'll just keep reviewing it. He sends scripts over. Though I'm not real good with that. I end up, because of that, not having that visual deal in well, my it's head. Hard. I have, well, I have a problem, you know, visualizing a script to what it would be. I have that problem with screenplays and things back in the day when I thought I might be a screenplay writer. I'm like, yeah, I don't think I can do this. I don't think so. So I bailed. But yeah, I, I'm really enjoying it. I know you are. This, like you said, a little more straightforward. Some action. I had some fun. Definitely action. If it's I just, just wanted a little want bit more fun. out of this for the war of Deathstroke and stuff like that. And pretty much all you get out of that aspect is my word is Bond. It also feels, and it, the whole deal, maybe this feels to me like it would have been something longer. And then he was told, yeah, we're just going to end it here. So, and because it does feel like, you know, some of the things are pushed aside just to get word is bond action and then go after the general. I'm just happy that I've enjoyed it this much as I did because I did not expect to enjoy it when they first did Deathstroke Year One. I'm like, tell me about the Secret Society. I wasn't enjoying it, you know, as much at the beginning either. And then, you know, your enthusiasm, America, it was, it was catching. What what did they say? (laughs) It was catching. Contagious? It was contagious. Oh, my goodness. Where's my thesaurus? Thesaurus is my favorite dinosaur, by the way, Eric. I just wanted to let you know. But what would you give this? 7.5 out of 10. Yeah, I think I'm 7.5 as well. But it's good. And if you haven't been reading, you know, this deal, give it a shot, especially if you get that new, crazy, newfangled deal over there at the the app that you get the stuff in a month and whatnot. What do they call it? The, The app. But yeah, yeah, you can end up reading this. I would say if you haven't read it or bought it, check it out on the app. It's pretty good. It really is. It's a quick read, especially Sorry this about issue. It's pretty good, Jim. It's my book of the week. Oh, my goodness. Is it? Is it my book of the week? I don't even, I think it might be. Holy crap. A 7-5 is our book of the week. Hey, Eric, what's your book of the week? It is Deathstroke Inc. <laughs> number 15. Yeah, yeah, it's mine as is well. It it's been, this is, it's, 14, I think it's already, 14. I think this is the second time it's been the book of the week. Or no, maybe it was Batman Inc. I just remember 
uh, sending Ed Brisson. I know that Deathstroke Inc. was my book of the week previously as well. Yeah, yeah, we've been liking the Ed Brisson stuff, which was funny when we both realized that he did the Predator book over at Marvel, which both of us hated. <laughs> because at one point, I think you even said, man, this Ed Brisson, he can't do anything wrong. I'm, oh, crap, that's him over there? Oh, crap, we didn't like that. Uh, but that was my book of the maybe week as well. Yeah, maybe. Uh, Gabe liked it, but the, I think the issue that we didn't like, he gave like a 9 out of 10. A little sus there, Gabe. A little sus. But here are the books that we'll be talking about next week as I load them up, Eric. And next week, we'll go back to the normal deal. All the books that come out that week will be on that podcast. We just ended up shifting some things up because of the kind of imbalance. Imbalance, Eric, is what Infamous. we ended up having. So next, and it is next month when we get to it. Uh, we will have, and we'll have to discuss one, but I'll skip that for now. Batman 129er. Nice. Get back to the state of fear that's in Gotham right now. <laughs> Don't say fear state. Any, I didn't. Even, I said the even state if of you jumble it. I will tell you, Eric, that I have two new songs for the Batman 129. How is that going to work? I don't know, but we'll figure the it fail out. The safe state. We'll figure it out. Huh? You'll see. You'll see, Eric. We also have Dark Knights of Steel number eight. I have seven songs for that one. I don't, but yeah. Dark Knights of Steel number eight is a, uh, we like Dark Knights of Steel. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. It seems like there was a bit of a delay between issues. It feels like it's been Does a while it feel since like there's we been talked a delay about it. in that, but also the new champion Shazam oh, as well. I, I saw that at the end. I was definitely going to tell you there had to have been a delay with that. That seems so far Which is remote. weird because the, the book had been done for a while. It was pushed back, what, what six, seven months? And it felt like, like the, you know, like they said it was done, like, you know, working on it completely at that point, too. Yeah. It's a weird play because, like, Gotham City Year One comes out. That just came out, I thought, the the first issue. But we don't do deal with that. Monkey Prince, number eight. We have Poison Ivy, number six. Sword of Azrael, number four. Oh, Azrael. <laughs> I wonder what the system's up to now, Eric. Hopefully Let's something that's less boring. Holy crying. The Joker of the Man Who Stopped Laughing, number two. That's a book I completely forgot about. But he stopped uh, laughing, Jim. We'll see. He did stop laughing. It's funny we talk about that. I don't remember what happened in the first I'm trying issue. to remember what happened. Somehow I think he was in a toilet or something. Was he in like a toilet stall? All right, he, oh, he, yeah. He, yeah, he, he was. That guy was doing the says, H. Here's, oh, yeah. He, oh, that's the thing. It had that weird double play where we have two Jokers. In it. That's right. Never. I was going to read you a synopsis for it, but I don't care anymore. <laughs> I, I knew all I could think of was a toilet stall. And I'm like, was that my last Friday or was that the issue? I don't know. It might have been both there. <laughs> And the new champions is Shazam on number three. So not many books coming out. One of the things, though, that's coming out is Batman and the Joker, the deadly duo, number one. But we'll we'll figure out if we're going to do that or not. That is kind of a side issue. But people are really looking forward to it. So I'll, I'll discuss that with you. But the big play will be Batman 129 and that big fight with Failsafe. And two songs, Eric, I came up with. One really spoilerific, I think. I was going by rumors. I shouldn't have done that. And I don't no, mean the Fleetwood Mac album, Eric. I mean actual rumors. You can go with that. I, I might. Uh, it'd be album. funny if it actually was from, you know, Fleetwood Mac rumors album, but it's not. But all of that, two of those books will be on our Patreon spotlight. And if you want to listen to that, it comes out every Thursday night, usually about an hour, hour and a half. And it's two books picked by the badasses of the Get Fresh crew. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But if you want to listen to that, you got to go over to the Patreon, patreon.com slash weird science and just as a little shout out november is a five week comic book 
steal months. Is that so that means out? at the end. Well, it's a, a shout out to everybody. It's a warning. It's a you know pretty low gym. I actually found where that was the other day where the guy was giving me crap and uh, made me giggle. I'll tell you that uh, afterwards. But you end up where we have the show at the end of the month, the annuals week, the last week. That show will be Patreon only completely. We won't have any podcasts on the feed. So if you want to get involved in all that, plus get involved in the Slack and listen to a ton of podcasts, just go over to patreon.com slash weird science and sign up all the levels. Pick which level is good for you. And away you go into a world of podcast listening, a world of bliss, they call it, Eric, or blisters, right? No, that's what people say. Nobody is supposed to call you out. If oh. McDonald's is like, they think that the Big Mac is great. You're just supposed to be like, man, I they're, need a Big they're Mac. Just, they're, just sitting, they're just sitting back saying, I'm loving it. And I'm like, me too. Uh, but with all of that, yeah. Uh, thanks, everybody. Thanks, Luis, for mailing in. Thanks, everybody, for listening to all this nonsense. I don't know who's listening now. But, hey, if you're still around, how you doing? How you doing there? Eric, what do we say at the end of the podcast? Everybody have a great week. week. Keep it weird. weird. We'll see you in seven. See you in seven. Go read comics. You are all weirdos. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution. Get on my nerves because you are so lame. They keep using you and that's insane. I know they will. Have my fear. Goodness gracious, I hate you, pariah. I laugh at you because the crowd is funny. You think you're smart, but you're sure a dummy. I've changed my mind, left you behind. Goodness gracious, I hate you, pariah. You're a baby. Ooh, not good. Such a baby. Mm, you should grow some balls like a real man should. Malign. Kind. And I might have said your earth is mine, 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 mine You keep on whining and I'll twiddle my thumb You try your best but you sure are dumb You're such a baby, you drive me crazy Goodness gracious, I hate you, pariah 